I was probably maybe to just see what had happened. Just this is the Monty wow. Show, the truth in sports talk streaming. When you want unbiased opinions about your favorite team without the spin, all you have to do is find the Monty Show, streaming live and available 24 hours a day, seven days a week on YouTube. And now, here's Monty. Hey, hey, the Monty Show is live on your YouTube machine. How the heck are you? Good Tuesday. It is, uh, I guess, Veterans Day. It is Election Day. It's all good, man. Good to be with you. Uh, the Monty Show is always presented by our good friends at The Advocates. We'll remind you to join The Advocates and Heroes of Hope by donating to The Advocates and Heroes of Hope. They are raising money for less fortunate families this Thanksgiving Make sure that you hit the advocates on Venmo. Their address is advocates, donations, advocates, donations, a dollar, five dollars, a million dollars. Whatever you have, please consider giving. There's so many families in our country right now that are struggling to provide Thanksgiving dinner um, and holiday accoutrements for their uh, loved ones. If you can be part of the solution, please consider giving to the advocates, the best injury attorneys in the business at theadvocates.com. As usual, a lot going on today. Why do you keep reaching over there, dude? Um, Bro. <laughs> it's a game we play. Let's get you up to date on the very latest. Obviously, uh, I know you're shocked. You're shocked. We're leading with the Michigan football cheating scandal again. And I, I don't know how many more days we can go where there's a new update. And it's every single day. And again, the, the thing that I would encourage you to remember, and I know that all the Michigan apologists are out saying, hey, you know, it matters. It matters. Jim Harbaugh didn't know. He's innocent. Let's get something very clear. It does not matter if Jim Harbaugh was aware of what Connor Stallions or anybody else in his football program was doing in you know regards to the sign-stealing scandal Jim Harbaugh is responsible for the actions of his staff, whether he knew or not. And I can only say that so many times and for so many weeks. And now finally, the national media is starting to catch up on that. There are reports today uh, that, as we, I think, reported two weeks ago, um, that the Big Ten has told Michigan it just does not matter if Jim Harbaugh was aware and Michigan's entire legal situation has been, well, if Jim Harbaugh didn't know and you suspend him, we are going to sue you. And to that, I say, hey, that's great that you want to sue the NCAA. But the letter of the NCAA law and the letter of the Big Ten bylaws says it doesn't matter if Jim Harbaugh knew. And it seems to be the main crux of this argument, whether or not Harbaugh knew is meaningless. And I think that in light of today's developments, that is really significant. And when you look at what we're talking about today, we are talking about a, a, a pretty good punishment coming from the Big Ten. And a lot of people also have asked us over the last few days, well, what is the Big Ten capable of doing? It's just two games. It's not just two games. That is what Tony Petiti, the commissioner of the Big Ten, is capable of doing at his own discretion, if he wants to suspend Jim Harbaugh without getting anybody else's input, he can do that without question, two games and a $10,000 maximum fine. That is what Tony Petiti is allowed to do. 
However, if he goes to the board of presidents in the Big Ten and he says, which our sources are telling us, that Tony Petiti uh, tomorrow, as early as tomorrow, may well suspend Jim Harbaugh up to four games, which would take Michigan through the Big Ten championship game. All Tony Petiti has to do to get that done is go to the executive committee of uh, Big Ten presidents, and we are told unequivocally he has the support of that group to suspend Jim Harbaugh for four games. So it's not a matter of what Tony Petiti can do, and it's only two games. And I understand there's a lot of Michigan fans watching the show. We see you in the comments section. But facts are facts. It is not opinion. It is not conjecture. Tony Petiti has the ability to suspend Jim Harbaugh 10 games if he really wanted to because he has the full support of the executive committee of Big Ten presidents. Jake, do you think tomorrow we get, I don't know, what's the word, closure on Jim Harbaugh's suspension. Yeah, I mean, I I think that the Big Ten, you know, wants closure as soon as possible. I and and I think that you know the schools inside of the Big Ten want that as well. And and so yeah, I I do think that a suspension will come down tomorrow. I I I I think that this you know this distraction campaign that that is you know going on with Michigan fan and and everyone who seems to want Jim to be innocent. You know, it, it's not really about whether. You're innocent or not. I think everybody widely agrees now. You know, even the biggest Michigan supporter that something happened here and that signs were stolen and something illegal took place. And people just either want to downplay it or they or they want Jim to be suspended. And so for the Big Ten and really for college football, I I, I feel like closure needs to happen on this as soon as possible because we're in November now. The college football playoff is coming. You know, championship games are coming for these different conferences. Obviously, we're talking about the Big Ten with this. So this needs to kind of wrap up. We need to kind of get a bow around this thing and move along. And so if the suspension winds up being, you know, four games and those four games include the Big Ten championship game, then so be it. But I, I just think that for the Big Ten, they they need this ability to kind of get on to that next thing. You know, you've got new teams coming into the conference. You've got a lot of positive stuff happening next year. You do not want this to bleed into next year. You do not want to have some legal uh, battle, if you will, between the University of Michigan and the Big Ten. So that's why I say, like, I, I just think that, that that's why this is not a Michigan versus you know, the big 10 thing. This is, Hey, Jim is the head coach of the football program. That means that he's responsible for anything that goes on. And that means that we have to level, uh, levy punishment against him. And that's, what's going to take place tomorrow. And, and Michigan fan, if you're upset about that, I guess I understand it because it's your head coach. And obviously your football program is going to be impacted by that. But the reality of the situation is you, 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 brought this upon yourself. I mean, there's no way, in my opinion, Jim didn't know with the pictures we have and all the evidence that's come out. So I don't really care if Jim knew or not. The reality of the situation is, is, is this thing's run its course and now it's time to, to, to pay for what has happened here. And, and, and that's just that. And so we can stop blaming Ohio state or we can stop blaming this other, you know, update that we got today about how a former big 10 staffer came forward and said other schools, you know, were, were, were telling him to go and steal signs. It was his job. And he revealed text messages and all this evidence. I mean, look at these pictures, man. Like this, it's not like this guy was hiding in a broom closet. It's not like this guy was some like back office computer wizard. 
This guy's on your sideline next to Jim and everybody else. So that's why I say, like, I, I just think that this has been a saga at this point, and it needs to get wrapped up for the health of the conference. Yeah, and I, I also think, and we'll talk about the those Michigan signs in a moment, but I, I also think there is an important update, again, confirming a report that we, we told you about, um, and that is that Michigan will not be punished as a university by Tony Petiti in the Big Ten. Um, I think this is a very po clear point that I, I think it was last Thursday on the show we made. Tony Petiti does not have the desire to punish Michigan administration or Michigan football players. I think Tony Petiti very clearly believes that Jim Harbaugh lost control of his football program. And I think for that, Tony Petiti is going to suspend Jim Harbaugh. And I think that is justified. I Obviously, I have made it very clear on this show, in my opinion, I think your athletic director knew because you have a budget that was allocated to this sign-stealing operation, allegedly. Um, you have a football coach in Jim Harbaugh who's known to be a control freak who, when I covered him at Stanford in the San Francisco 49ers, was absolutely a control freak. Uh, you have a, a guy in Connor Stallions that was a football analyst. There is no way, shape, or form that a football analyst is going to be able to craft a sign-stealing operation that he allegedly crafted, and if you believe Michigan fans, on his own without telling anybody else of his actions, it just doesn't make a lot of sense. And the other thing that I think is so critical about Connor Stallions, if Michigan didn't believe that they had done anything wrong, and if Michigan did not believe that what they were doing was any different than what any of these other schools now they're bringing up was doing, why did you suspend Connor Stallions? If you didn't think that sign stealing was anything, you know, was anything nefarious. Why did you suspend him? That's the part that Michigan can't get away from. You took immediate action against Connor Stallions. You did not fight for him not to resign. You didn't fight for him to prove his innocence. You suspended him. And then when he came to you and resigned, you allowed him to fall on the sword. So if there was no scandal, and they didn't do anything wrong, and Michigan was only doing the same thing that everybody else was doing, then why did you suspend Connor Stallions? It's a question that Michigan cannot answer because Michigan, by their own actions, know they have a problem in their football department. Not only, and I keep going back to this because I keep hearing about it, not only do you have a football coach who, by suspending himself three games, Admits to a level one and a level two violation at a minimum. Best. During the hamburger COVID dark period recruiting mess, he took a three-game self-imposed suspension for those violations. You have the FBI investigating Michigan football. And this is an important distinction as well because we've heard so much about how, oh my goodness, if they're investigating Matt Weiss, they're not investigating Michigan football. Well, here's the problem with your theory. Then what is the University of Michigan police doing involved? And why did they ask the FBI to come in? And here's the other problem with your theory. 
What exactly do you think Matt Weiss was doing on those computers? Do you think Matt Weiss was doing something non-football that was a, a federal crime where he had multiple victims across state lines, allegedly, to the point where the Michigan University of Michigan police brought in the or asked to liaise with the FBI who then came to campus six weeks ago? Do you think, like, Matt Weiss would be in jail already, but he's not. Many, many people, in my opinion, is Matt Weiss was involved in a football operation that he used Michigan computers for that was an operation against other universities, in my opinion, and that's why there's multiple victims across state lines. But you keep hanging on to this idea that somehow the FBI is singularly in, you know, investigating Matt Weiss. You know, the chances of that are what the chances if for six weeks they had been investigating a computer crime. That was a federal crime because it involved multiple jurisdictions. Do you really think that when he was fired in January, he wouldn't have been arrested and charged already? Come on now, put two and two together here. Common sense says that while the uncovering of this sign-stealing operation was not part and parcel of the Matt Weiss investigation, it's awfully difficult to believe that two significant incidents involving computers in the Michigan football department were completely unrelated. I have a hard time buying that. And the people that I've spoken to about this, while nobody, I think, has a full grasp of what the FBI is into Matt Weiss about, except the people at Michigan who aren't talking about it, I think there is a, an overwhelming consensus that we have not heard the last of the FBI in Michigan football. And if that truly is the case, a sign-stealing operation that's been exposed here is probably the 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 least of Michigan football's problem. Yeah, and I think it speaks to the, you know, that term we all know and love, lack of institutional control. Exactly. Right? I mean, it speaks to just how how deep the issues are. It speaks to how nefarious the actions were and 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 yeah we don't yet know the exact link or the exact thing that happened with the fbi side of this but that will come out i i have no doubt about that and and yeah i have to agree i mean it's it it, it, it all seemingly came down at the same time i mean does anyone think about that like all this stuff sort of started happening and coming to the public light at the same time so it would not be surprising in the least bit if what the FBI found ran parallel to what Connor Stallions was doing, to what Michigan football was doing, and somehow, some way, they that was related to them trying to get an advantage. And I don't know exactly what he was doing. Nobody knows yet. It's not public information yet. But I really hope that it was football related because if it wasn't football related, now things get really scary. Seriously, yeah. And, I mean, and, and, and that's where I say, like, I, I Michigan's actions and, and what they've been saying and really not saying would suggest that it is football related, but I, I, yeah, I don't know. That's a big question mark. Yeah. So I would not expect, according to the sources we have, I would not expect that Michigan or its players would face any discipline from the big 10. Uh, I would fully expect Jim Harbaugh to take a four game suspension when this comes out. Um, I think Tony Petiti has followed the Big Ten bylaws to the letter. Um, he has spoken to, again, coaches, ADs, and presidents. I would expect 
the the response period to expire today. And then I would fully expect Tony Petiti to um, to announce discipline tomorrow or Thursday. And I think that allows Michigan to move on. And the truth of the matter is that Michigan's a very good football team. And whether they know signals or not, there's a lot of talent there. I certainly do not believe this is a death knoll. I certainly do not believe that um, Jim Harbaugh, it, it, the coach that I know, is make or break for Michigan football. I, I do not. I have not been a Jim Harbaugh guy. I think if you've listened to the show for any amount of time, you're well aware of that. Um, I don't believe he's an elite football coach. And I think the talent he has amassed in, in Ann Arbor, that's an elite football team. And I think they are still very capable of beating Penn State. They are very capable of beating Ohio State. And they certainly are very capable of winning the Big Ten Championship. And I would not at all be surprised if they wound up in the college football playoff with or without Jim Harbaugh on the sideline. So I think that's a big deal. Um, and then there's this story about Big Ten Commissioner Tony Petiti um, knowing about this New York Times story today where Rutgers in Ohio State provided Purdue with Michigan signals and signs before the Big Ten championship game last year. Um, the commissioner is well aware of that story. And you look at what the New York Times is reporting. Um, they even have copies of Michigan signals in their translations on the field. Now you see they're heavily redacted. But when you look at these, it, it is, I mean, it is very clear that other teams around the conference, A, are engaged in sign stealing, B, had Michigan signals and signs, and C, have no evidence that they went about it illegally. Because <laughs> again, and I think this is an important distinction. I, I think people tend to lose their minds over this stuff. Oh my God, Rutgers and Ohio State provided Purdue with Michigan signals. That's completely legal. There is nothing in the Big Ten bylaws that prevents that. And again, I think this is one of those, those, you know, those straw men that people will throw out there to say, oh, well, but look at this. But look at it. There's nothing to look at here. Because until you have evidence that Rutgers, Ohio State, and anybody else in this conference, sent scouts or sent operatives to future opponent destination sites, had them videotape the sidelines to steal their signals, upload those videos to a cloud account, and then be paid through Venmo account from one of their analysts that's public and buy tickets in their own name and then carve out a budget for this operation... Michigan's the only one who should be under investigation for sign stealing. Because I don't know how many more ways that I can say this. And, and you know, I was talking to a, an industry guy today who was unaware that in the stadium, you are fully allowed to steal signals. You are as a team, and there's another team right over there across the field if you can stand here and you can steal their signals, knock yourself out. If the game tape that you get and the scouting tape that you get and you get a volume of video on every team you're going to play, if on that video you can, you can steal their signals off that video, there's nothing illegal about that. 
And I think people need to understand what's right and, and what's illegal. When you are in the right, if you steal somebody's signs, if their signs are to the point where you can steal them, there's nothing that says you can't provide them to other schools. Nowhere does it say that you should not be sharing your, your known intel with Purdue in the Big Ten championship game last year. Nothing. And furthermore, there's nothing that says you can't steal signs off a of game tape. There's nothing that says you can't allocate personnel in your football department to steal signs off of game tape. Nothing, nobody anywhere can find it because it does not exist. Sign stealing is not illegal in college football. What's illegal is what Michigan did when they sent people to scout Purdue six times, allegedly. When they sent people to the shoe to scout Ohio State and videotape their sidelines and then upload that video to the cloud so that Connor Stallions and his team at Michigan could break that tape down and steal those signals. Sign stealer guy. That is a hundred percent illegal, according to the NCAA. It's as simple as you like it. Are these Michigan's plays? Are these Michigan's signs and signals broken down for Purdue in the Big Ten championship game last year? Yeah, I have no doubt they are. Looks have, like it. I have no doubt they are. Yeah. And is there anything illegal about this process? Uh, no, there's not. Yeah, and I think all the people saying, oh, well, hey, you know, Purdue and you know Rutgers and everybody else is doing it. Why are why are we why are we scapegoating Michigan? Because Michigan did a hell of a lot more than these two did, right? Michigan, exactly Michigan's right. the one that got caught. It's the analogy that we've been using for what two weeks now, probably almost three weeks now in this thing. And who caught right? Michigan doing these illegal things? A firm hired by Michigan. Because as the NCAA and the Big Ten said yesterday or were notified yesterday, there's no indication. There is no evidence. There is no fire from the smoke that was completely fabricated that Ryan Day and his family had any part of exposing Michigan's sign-stealing operation. So there you have it. One other interesting story today. And just because I did not believe under any circumstance that this dude could be any creepier than he already is. Or any any more interesting than he already is. Look at what the Wall Street Journal reported today. They're reporting that Connor Stallions bought a home. And that home was $485,000. Near Michigan's campus. And for some reason, he started a vacuum repair business at the home. So much so that this is a picture of the home. His entire front porch was covered in vacuums. Bro, what are you doing? What the hell are you doing? And what is remarkable to me is... It's also got a bunch of trash in front of the house. 
which I completely do not understand. Not only do you have whatever is going on with your your Toyota pickup truck there, because that thing does not look well, but you have garbage in front of your house. Your house, his house kind of looks to be in disrepair. And you've got a porch full of vacuums. And you may say, well, Monty, he's just trying to make a living, bro. Yeah, just trying to make ends meet, man. Well, first of all, I'm guessing, let's remember what we know. Connor Stallions made $55,000 a year at Michigan. Right, right. Okay, okay. Can you afford $485,000 worth of a mortgage? Well, interest rates today. (laughs) Yeah, you probably can't. Here's the only problem. It's an HOA violation to run a vacuum repair business out of your house. (laughs) So the unsightly stash upset his neighbors and sparked the interest of the HOA, which sued Stallions for operating an appliance refurbishing business out of his home, which violates HOA bylaws. Man, how many times have we said the word bylaws in the last month? Stallions fought back. And he represented himself. Boy, isn't that very Connor Stallions? Ah, I don't need a lawyer. I'll represent myself. In a letter written in response to the summons, Connor Stallions wrote, quote, I suspect that whoever has chosen to sue me, either one doesn't like the fact that I'm a veteran. Remember, this is a Marine captain and a Naval Academy graduate. Or two, is a Michigan State fan and knows I'm a Michigan football coach and wants to draw my attention away. He had one Spartan fan in mind, someone named Jeff, who lived down the street and had a son attending Michigan State. This is all about that asshole Jeff, who's a Spartan fan. Come on, guy. Come on. So wait. It, we're going to pay with a broad brush. Uh, somebody hates the Marines or somebody hates Michigan or both. Which, again, doesn't preclude the fact that you stole those signs. I mean, had a bunch of vacuums on your porch, sir. You had a bunch of vacuums on your porch, sir. <laughs> Come on, bro. But, 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 but they hate Marines. But you had a bunch of vacuums on your porch, sir. But everybody was stealing signs. But Tom Izzo, it's Tom (laughs) Izzo's fault that you had a bunch of vacuums on your porch. No, that I, well, no, this is what this guy does. Like, what do you mean, sir, that it's some, someone named Jeff who lives down (laughs) the street? (laughs) Well, say Jeff had a vacuum full of cat hair and I'm yeah. allergic. So I could not fix it. He outed me to the, to the HOA. And that's a violation. First of all, don't you love HOA disputes in neighborhoods? Oh yeah. It's, it is what well, it is. The, the most heated of battles as someone who suffers under the wrath of just a horrendous HOA. Mm-hmm. I find this very amusing Two, bro. How many vacuums are you fixing? And how much, like, you need to ask Jimmy Football for a race. Connor Stallion seems like the guy who, once it's time to clock out, he clocks out and doesn't think about work. He seems like the guy that is constantly stealing signs when he's on the clock, and when he's not on the clock, he's at home fixing the tubes on his broken vacuums. Yeah. Look, man, this one was pretty easy. It was just one of the wheels, and then again, 
you're, you know, you know, apparently your cat shed like mother. Um, you might want to w- w- look into that. Um, <laughs> good Lord. My guy is fixing vacuums on his porch. Be better, dude. Oh, my good. Great. Be better. Just when you thought this story could not get any worse, could not possibly go further off the rails. Connor Stallions has a vacuum problem. Unbelievable, bro. Unbelievable that homie is in trouble with his HOA. I cannot even buy it. But what are you doing buying a $485,000 house? Now you probably, I would hope you got a VA loan, right? So you don't have to put any money down and you get more preferred rates and Okay, I but four hundred eighty-five thousand when you're making fifty-five k is not. I that's not good. Dude, I don't believe that he's only making fifty-five k. You can't tell me that's all this dude's making. But what what is it that you're seeing that you're like, oh, dude, yeah, hey, I mean, like, where was his money? Were they paying him more for the sign stealing thing? I mean, you had to. Uh, you, I mean, you can't tell me they weren't spiffing the guy. I mean, hey, the you know you get you get signs that lead to us winning. We're gonna pay you more. Come on. Come on. You, uh, yeah, I don't know about Come that. Come on. It, I mean, you, you that's your opinion, obviously. Yeah. I, I don't. Yeah, maybe. And I'm hoping that he's getting a pension from, I mean, he served our country. And, and by all accounts, he served our country well. So I'm hoping that, you know, he's got a pension. And yeah, hey, that's great. But that's still $485,000 is still a lot of jack for a dude who's on the record at $55,000. Yeah. I don't even know that you could get a loan. That's not an alignment, bro. You know how tough it is to get a loan for 485 when you're only making 55? I want to live in a van down by the river. You can afford that, yo. <laughs> but I will give him credit for one thing in this picture. I do like the color of the, the Toyota. Yeah, that's a nice color. That's a Toyota I, I, Tundra. I, yeah, I believe that's a TRD. You know, that's nice. Okay, cool. I like the blue. Cool. All right. But what's with all this other stuff? I mean, that could have been a nice home, dude, without all the vacuums, and you could have painted it a little what better. There's all this stuff like to the left of the yeah. tundra, like yeah, what sitting the hell in is front that? of the porch. Yeah. It just, and then what's going on on the roof? Like, can you not do you, you can fix vacuums, but you can't power wash? Apparently not, Come dude. On, my guy. <laughs> what are we talking about? What are we talking about? All right, enough of us, more of you. After we tell you about our good friends at Bucked Up, you guys had a great workout this morning. I think we've talked about this on the show. You guys know that my least favorite workout at the gym is shoulder day. The burn that comes from shoulder workouts is terrible. But Mrs. Monty dragged my ass out of bed at 5 o'clock, and I got some of that LFG pre-workout today because I was a little groggy, six hours of sleep, and boom. Dude, I crushed a great shoulder workout today. I had my racked BCAs. Um, I have my six-point creatine, and I just feel better. And that's what I love about working with Bucked Up. You see our promo code on the screen. If you're a workout guy, if you're somebody that's in the pre-workouts, if you're into amino acids, if you're into hydration, their IV line is amazing. If you're somebody that's a runner, um, they have all kinds of great endurance products for you. And I'm encouraging you to go use our promo code and get the hookup at buckedup.com. They use the best ingredients to make the best products that do exactly what they say they're going to do. And I know Bucked Up is world-renowned for their pre-workouts, but you guys, everything from their whey proteins, um, all of their creatine stuff. I personally love the six-point creatine, which is all six varieties 
of creatine mixed into one one container. I love it. It I feel like it does really good stuff for my workouts. I think it does really good stuff to make me feel better. Um, I love, I take a lot of their collagen, their collagen peptide. I put a scoop of that into my BCAs every day. Love it. Mrs. Monty, who is, you know, trained for a triathlon, it seems like perpetually. Um, did you know you needed to get measured before you buy a new bicycle? No, I had no idea. She's buying a new triathlon bike and she's going to get measured for her bike tonight. I'm for real. All she does is use their endurance products. Hook it up, buckedup.com. And I want to give you six free buck shots. Get in the description below. Bucked Up is giving away the sampler packs of Buckshot. It is the best energy shot product on the market by far. 200 milligrams of caffeine that is naturally sourced caffeine, so it's not created. It's not a bunch of crazy ingredients, clean ingredients, elite ingredients that make an elite product that gives you a nice lift mentally because there's a bunch of brain food in here. So there's no big spike or huge drop. It's just really smooth. You don't even notice it really until you're like, oh yeah, man, I feel better. I can think better. I can get through this last report, conference call, the long drive home, the long drive to work. Maybe you're somebody in the third shift and 2 a.m. rolls around and you're ready to hit that wall. Pop a buckshot, feel good, live your best day every day, to which I say cheers to you. And hell, maybe you got to go home and, and fix a bunch of vacuums. Maybe that's your side hustle. Whatever you need, get six free buck shots in the description below. Whoo! All right, let's see who's first in today. Lopes fan Gabe, who's been a member of the show for 10 months. Let's go, baby. Love to see the double go, Gabe. We right now have as many members as we have ever had on the showroom. You guys are phenomenal. Thank you so much for supporting the Monty Show. It means the world to us. This porch story sucks. See what I did there? Jakey two holes, vacuums. It sucks. Yeah, it's it's like vacuums and it sucks and stuff. Do you want, like, is your neighbor having a bunch of vacuums on his porch? Is that is that as bad as, like, overgrown grass and weeds? Is that as bad as your neighbor who won't paint his house? Or the neighbor that's always fixing automotive parts in his front yard. Yeah, always working on the car. Yeah. Like, I would hate that. Yeah. I think that's an eyesore. I would not I would not love Connor Stallions fixing his vacuums in my front Hell yard. no, dude. No, no, thank you. Uh, Aaron Wilson. Let's go, baby. Gift to the membership to the show today. Thank you very much. Appreciate that. Let's go back to the top and see. Uh, let's see. Who's first in today? Man, you guys are amazing. We already have 400 comments on the show today. Um, who was first in? Oh, I got to go all the way back to the top. Thank you for your patience. Lopes Van Gabe was first one in. He says, well, like well, button well. casuals. Big Blue Horses says you can't handle the truth. Exactly right. Robert Fowler. Pete Thamel, who? Who's Ross Dellinger? The only person who should get your honest and truthful information from is Monty from the Monty Show. I've never heard him give out information that isn't true. Thank you. I appreciate that. Robert also says, my guess is the Big Ten coaches have so much info on Harbaugh that isn't coming out that it forced the hand of Petiti to act now. I think we only, I mean, this is the iceberg thing. Mm -hmm. You see the tip of the iceberg and there's just so much more that you don't even know is there. And I think, I think the NCAA 
this summer is going to crush Michigan and Jim Harbaugh if he is still employed there, which is why I've said I don't understand why Michigan is not taking action. Mike Chase, you have a good day, my friend. I appreciate you. David Hackett says, hello, everyone. Monty and Jake, well, hello. Hello, sir. Hello. Aaron Wilson says, only 80 likes. Hit the button. Yes, please uh, give us a thumbs up on the show. It really helps the channel grow. We have had... 2,500 views, and we do only have 86 likes. So if you could find it in your heart, my friends, to hit the like button, that would be awesome. Thank you very much for that. Um, let's see. Who else? Jeremy Callahan, back attack. Is I don't mind the guy has a side hustle. Yeah, but don't have it on your porch for the world to see, dude. Do it out of your basement. I would agree. Jeff Woodworth, members on the showroom. That's what uh that's what was on Weiss's computer. Very right. well could be. Right. Very he was trying to hack the Monty yeah, Show casual. membership. Mike Smith, Connor has quite the resume. Marine, sign stealing guy, vacuum repair guy, manifesto writer, part-time village people tribute band member. Sign stealer guy. <laughs> <laughs> That guy, too. My gravel bike you got measured for, as much as I spent, I expected it to fit. My wife, in this bike she's going to get is going to be not cheap. She deserves it. I mean, the lady busts her ass. But it's an expensive racket. Like, getting measured, buying a new bike, like, it's expensive. And again, I don't, I'm not the guy who ever is like, oh, we can't afford it. I don't care about the money. I, she 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 deserves it. Boyd Lake, big big taste in a big big bite. Okay, okay, okay. Boyd, I I, I mean, what you do in your personal life, I mean, you know. I know, Risa. Um, Mike says Blake Corum is the co-owner. Check out the filing. The co-owner of the vacuum business. Is that true, or the house? I don't know. Explain that, Mike. Um, that guy too, you got, uh, done with my ride, mixing up some bucked up BCA 211 as we speak, just got done with my ride. There you go. There you go. I love it. And you guys, if you need, um, you know, we have different ability, we have the ability to give you guys samples of endurance products, BCAs or pre-workouts. Um, and I'm telling you the bucked up, the bucked up shaker cup, best in the business. dude. So if you need any of that, just DM me. I can always hook you up on the link. Happy to do that. Um, let's see, uh, Troy Harper, unbelievable how Michigan is not being accountable for their shady behavior. There's a disgrace. They're a disgrace to the big 10. Well, let's talk about this in the comments section. I'd love to get your opinion on this. Is Michigan truly a disgrace? Is Michigan an embarrassment? Like how bad is this? I don't think that they're a disgrace or an embarrassment. What what I think is that it, it, it is it is embarrassing for the Big Ten. Certainly, it's not a good look for the Big Ten. But but what I think is that is that this is what happens when you hire certain individuals. And well, I'm not saying that Jim has been known for cheating, but Jim has been known to 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 do you know nefarious things or be part certainly. of certain conversation like you just know that and certainly and so are they are they an embarrassment or a disgrace no i think jim is kind of that i i, I think that look i i'm not the guy that's going to sit here and be like well jim never knew plausible deniability man i'm not doing that i think jim knew all about this and he's going to deny it till he's blue in the face. And Connor's the fall guy. And Connor idolizes Jim. And so it all works to make it look like Jim didn't know a damn thing. 
And I'm just sitting here saying, no, Michigan is not an embarrassment or a disgrace. Jim himself is the issue. And as long as Michigan chooses to employ him, they are going to continue to have embarrassing thing ha things happen to them. And, and it's unfortunate because I do believe, uh, and I'm not a Michigan fan, but I'm happy to say I think Michigan fan deserves better than this. Michigan fan deserves to have a football program that's run clean and wins because when Michigan football wins, that's better for college football. And I think we can all agree on that. Boy, very interesting. Uh, I appreciate Sergeant U.S. Uh, Marine Corps. Sergeant Green, United States Marine Corps, sent me the filing um, for BC2 Housing LLC. Um, and indeed, Blake Corum is an organizer. Uh, Connor Stallions is an organizer and somebody named Connor O'Day. Um, and this is, this is at the address. Uh, man, that's wild. That is wild that Blake Corum is a member of this, of this bit. That's crazy if that's true. And I mean, I have no, no reason it, and that the filing is directly from the Wyoming secretary of state. Um, which is where this business is apparently filed, but the principal office is in Ann Arbor. That's wild, too. Formed in uh, Wyoming with a principal office in Ann Arbor, Michigan, in good standing taxes uh, paid. Um, and the initial filing was March 28th, 2022. So about 18 months ago. That's wild. Like, I, this is, see, like, that's the kind of stuff a, how did, what did it take for you guys to go and find that? How did you even go and find that? I would love to understand that. D-Rock Irish, what's up, D-Rock? New Toyota Tundra going for about 50K plus. Yeah, it is. Yeah. They are not cheap. Um, Conundrum says Michigan administration should have known all of this lack of institutional control. Yeah, there, there's just no doubt about it. There is, there is just no doubt about it. Mike says B2C housing, Blake Corum listed as a partner in a Wyoming business filing. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Daniel Dixon, nope, Penn State still worse, but doesn't help the Big Ten anyway. No, I, I, there is no comparison. And this is what we talked about yesterday. Yeah. When you look at Ohio State and all the scandals in Columbus. Yeah, I mean, if we're having a Big Ten controversy conversation, this is pretty far down the totem. Way point. down. I yeah. mean, this is nothing compared to what Sparty's been through. Yeah. yeah. Ohio State, Penn State, the the situation at Northwestern yeah. is well, well beyond any sign-stealing controversy. I mean, when you're talking about human sexuality, come on now. Like abuse, come on. Those are very clearly in a completely different conversation. But when we talk about the integrity of a league, I mean, if if we really wanted to get crazy, Jim Harbaugh, I mean, has never beaten Ohio State legitimately. Jim Harbaugh should not have been in the college football playoff. I think I could make those arguments pretty strongly. Well, and I think that's what a lot of people are wondering. I mean, is, it, is that fair to say? Because I've seen a lot of people who are like, oh, well, now that we know that like Purdue and Rutgers were were sign stealing, does that mean that those Michigan wins over Ohio State are legitimate since everyone was sign stealing? And and I'm sitting here just saying, okay, yeah, they may have had some signals from Michigan, but there's no evidence that they knew every single play 
that their opponent was running in Michigan and where to put their defense, which is what we know happened here. And so I'm not saying they didn't know that, but what I am saying is there's not evidence that they did. Yeah. And that's a big difference. Logan gave us $5 to say, Harbaugh to Stallions, I need a new dust filter for my Hoover Max Extract. <laughs> Model 60, can you help me with that? That is a Breaking Bad reference all day. Absolutely. Uh, phenomenal Hebrew. No mercy for Michigan. He should have been gone the rest of the year. If this Penn State doing this, y'all would try to end the program. Well, it, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. But again, I, I, mean, I, I think it's different precedents. I mean, I completely you know, agree. Penn, again, I, you know, we don't need to rehash what happened at Penn State, but it's safe to say that, you know, Penn State has history. Yep. Matt Riley for $10. The reason you file in Wyoming is to shield yourself. They have some of the most lax protective laws for businesses and trusts. It makes me suspicious. They're trying to hide money being moved around. Hey, I don't know that. I, I don't know anything about any of that. Um, I do know about states with lax laws and easier tax situations. And Wyoming is certainly one of them. There is, there is, there's just no question about that. Um, but hmm. Domer Wap, what's up Domer? Hey Domer. Harbaugh is a disgrace. Uh, Tanner says, is Michigan a disgrace? Let's get a poll up on that. Hmm, I wonder how that poll would go. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Can we vote multiple times? Yes, yes. Yes, yes, yes. That, I mean, that's not a good poll question. Uh, Jack says, still not on the level of Penn State. Not at all. No. Uh, Parker Seymour. Hmm, he's an Ohio State fan. I wonder how this is going to go. Uh, Michigan is an embarrassment more than a disgrace. I would agree with that. Uh, Force goes Fabio. Yes. Look at me says, yes. Look at me. <laughs> that's a dark night. Yeah, it's a dark night reference yeah. and stuff. Yeah, uh, you know. Uh, Conundrum says boundaries, my boys. Boundaries. Okay, okay. Uh, Bryce Martin, I think it is embarrassing because this team that was your best chance at winning the Natty for two years and they cheated. Exactly right. Uh, Troy Harper, you have to cheat to win. Yeah, that's a disgrace. Can't say that's wrong. Eddie Phillips, disgrace is being way too kind. I don't. I just don't want to go too far with it. Yeah, I, 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 I'm, I'm sitting here saying that Jim is the embarrassment. Jim is the one. I, 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 my opinion is, again, don't have evidence, but my opinion is based on what we do know. Jim knew all about this. He was in the middle of it. I would not even be surprised How could if, he not? If, if Jim was sitting here again. It's the old angle. Hey, I haven't been able to beat Ohio State. I'm on the hot seat. I need to get an edge. Okay. Let's send out our boy Connor Stallions to do this whole thing. Well, and if we're if we're just if we're guessing, here's my guess in my opinion. I think Connor Stallions came up with a plan. I think Connor Stallions, completely my opinion. He's a brilliant mind. There is everybody who's ever run into him says that. I think Connor Stallions got game tape and was able to decipher that game tape. And was like, boy, you know, I was just sitting here thinking. And he went to Jim and said, hmm, what do you think? And I think Jim said, I don't want to know, but that's a great idea. Now, Connor, I, I would never, I would never allow. Never. Him, never. But man, that's a great idea. <laughs> like I, my guess is, he said, yeah, 
That's a great idea. He knew. And when people are like, well, yeah, it's a great idea, but he never authorized him. Okay, well, where did he think all the information was coming from? When you had him play by play by play by play by play, every, like you ran Rutgers into the ground two years ago, dude. You had every snap. What do you think? Connor just came up with it off the top of his head? Offense and defense. And you had it. And, and the part that I think a lot of people don't want to talk about, the advantage is that you're preparing on that information. You're preparing on that for the entire week. So you're deciphering those signals ahead of time. Yes. So you quite literally, when you show up at practice on Monday and you're installing, you're teaching your players what to look for. And they know, hey, when they call, like if you look at this Michigan call sheet, right, where is this? You look at this Michigan call sheet, second down press, right, on runs or they're able to say when when you're when you're you know there's a Nike swoosh that means tempo that means tempo pick up your pace boys that means tempo you you look at you know like all these different things they're able to say okay when they put up that Nike swoosh they're going tempo when they go tempo and and it was one of the things i've heard repeatedly is when they go tempo they go run zone scheme on the offensive line when they run, when they throw out of a run zone look, so your offensive line looks like they're zone blocking for a run, but because they put up the swoosh and whatever, you know, pounded their chest, that means, you know, that means in route to a post fade. So your safety doesn't care what the quarterback is actually doing. He's going to cover the post fade. So when that ball comes out, because that's where it's going, he's going to be there to either make the play or intercept the pass. He's been preparing on that for an entire week, knowing yeah. that. Yeah, That's a massive advantage. And you still did not win the college football playoff. Let that sink in. You still did not win the college football playoff. Yeah. So I, I, I don't know how that's the, that's the truly embarrassing thing. If you're a Michigan fan, it really is. I mean, I mean, you had everything you needed and still couldn't win. Yeah. I, I just don't, um, I don't know how you didn't do that. I don't know how you didn't do that. I, I, I really, I really don't. Uh, Bryce Martin, all the calls, everything that UM has achieved over the last three years in, in question. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. Tanner Plummer, I, after this scandal, I don't think Michigan winning is good for college football anymore. It's absolutely not. It's absolutely not. Um, one big Bucks fan should a should be a bull ban, in my opinion. Yeah, but you can't. Michigan, here's the thing, though. The Big Ten, and if you're just tuning into the show, the Big Ten, according to our sources, is not going to punish Michigan players. They are going to leave that for the NCAA who is fast-tracking their investigation on this. And I think it, it, there's there's just no doubt. There's just no doubt. And I go back to what we reported last Thursday. The Big Ten told Michigan, and Tony Petiti told Michigan, we are going to hold Jim Harbaugh responsible for the actions of his staff. And it, it, just, it just is what it is. Mm-hmm. 
right? Because Michigan and the Big Ten do not want to take Michigan football for obvious financial reasons is what I think it is. But a lot of people are saying Tony Petiti doesn't want to punish the kids, even though they knew and went along with it. Uh, they're not going to prevent Michigan from postseason play at the Big Ten level. I think you're going to get that from the NCAA no matter what because of Jim Harbaugh's previous violations. And there's a lot of people who think he's looking at, at a, a full-year ban coming up for next season from the NCAA, which is why he's going to leave there anyway. So when we talk about should they be allowed to play in the postseason, well, no, but I, the Big Ten, I don't think on any way, shape, or form could make that evaluation in, in this short of time anyway. Right. What's very clear is Michigan sent people to advance scout and steal signs, and there was an entire process in place inside the football department based on the evidence that we have publicly available to us. We need to discipline Jim Harbaugh for that because the public pressure just continues to get turned up from coaches, athletic directors, presidents, fans. I mean, it, they, there's no gray area here. You're, you're, you're going to take action. Mike Smith, it takes three days to do a vacuum repair service at home. Seriously. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. You know, uh, Mark Barnett wonder what the HOA thinks of an LLC being ran out of a home. They sued him. They, they, they sued him according to the wall street journal. Um, the unsightly stash peeved neighbors and sparked the interest of the HOA, which sued stallions for allegedly operating an appliance refurbishing business out of his home in violation of the HOA bylaws. They didn't like it. Keep it real. They did not like it at all. So it, it there's no question what the, the HOA thought of it. They hated it. Yeah, for obvious reasons. Domer Wap, ha, NCAA fast tracking is like switching my grandma from a walker to a wheelchair. Well, but I mean, you're never going to be able to rule on this in six weeks. Well, and I think this is also really the first time that the college football playoff committee has had any type of opportunity to impact anything from a disciplinary standpoint. I mean, you know, they're they're right squarely in the middle of a, a, a situation Meaning, like, hey, yeah, they don't have any responsibility to discipline Michigan. That's right. But, but you could, through the power you do have, you could keep them out of the college football playoff simply by voting them out. And 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 that's what I think is really interesting when we get that final ranking, when it's all said and done. Is Michigan actually going to get into the college football playoff? Because I think one of the more interesting things is J.J. McCarthy is already out of one person's Heisman ballot. Because remember, he was supposedly, I think, the third favorite mm -hmm. to win the Heisman Trophy. Right in the middle of it. And, you know, I I, I think all of this is up for debate. All of this is up for, the, for debate. But I think one of the things that's very clear and what's not up for debate is Prize Picks is the best daily fantasy provider in the business. I don't think there's any doubt about that. It, thank you. Uh, Prize Picks. Make sure you click the link in the description below. Now, I should say, we didn't have a great night on prize picks last night. Because it's garbage. Well, mainly because Sex Machine didn't have to do much work to beat Zachy Poo in the Jets. Oh, yeah. He's going to throw for 500 yards last night. Coming, yeah, up in 30, coming up in 34 minutes, we got to talk about Zach Wilson and the Jets, by the way, because that was embarrassing. But uh, I... I 
I would like to thank Paolo Boncaro for winning me $5 on prize picks last night. Oh, so he did come through for you. He did. Paolo Boncaro. I had, I had Paolo Boncaro on points, rebounds, and assists. 33 is what I needed. He was at 31, I think, for what was it? 16 yeah. game minutes. Yeah. And the Magic just could not. I mean, they could not. <laughs> I, I don't Dude's know. Dudes over here sweating. I don't know what hole they were trying to put balls in, but it was not the basket. <laughs> I can tell you that. And I was getting piped. And then he hit a nice little turnaround fade on the baseline. Yeah, and we and were all, all was happy, right in the world. And everything's fine. All was right in the world. Thank you for the fiver. Yeah, bless up. And that's the best part of it. I love prize picks for the NBA. You guys get into it. Let's prize pick together. Everybody in our members-only Instagram group, um, we routinely um, talk about it in the members-only group. And yeah, I'm really reliable for telling you how not to do prize picks. Yeah, but you were hot there when baseball was up. You were smoking. I was smoking. You were yeah. absolutely. Brandon Marsh of the Phillies won you some Brandon bread, Brandon Marsh, dude. you know, Geraldo Perdomo from the D-Bags. He did, that's right, yes. You know. But I love that you can do PGA golf. I mean, any sport you can think of, daily fantasy. And the best part about prize picks, you guys, you only have to say less or more. Um, James Harden, 150 pounds overweight, less or more. I'm sorry, who's James Harden? What do you mean? James Larden. Oh, I'm sorry. Lardass in Philadelphia. Fat! Uh, You mean LA. Fat! That was kind of the point. I'm actually a James Harden fan, and we have to talk about that coming up as well. But James Harden, 32 points tonight, less or more. It's that simple. That's the proposition. Last night, it was sex machine. Justin Herbert, is he going to throw for 256 yards, less or more? I chose more. It was way, way, way less. (laughs) Obviously not. Way less. Anyway, I love it. In the link below, Click the uh, link. Use the promo code Monty. They match your deposit 100% at prizepicks.com when you use the promo code Monty. Uh, so hook it up. Let's play prize picks together. couple more comments. OG Gary. I just want sports gambling in Utah, dude. Yeah, we don't gamble. Utah is a tough state. I feel bad for you guys because Utah is a tough state, man. Like, And it can happen. Arizona was never, for all my Phoenicians on the show, you know, Arizona was never getting legalized sports betting because of the because of the tribes. Well, guess what? They figured it out and now they have it. It can happen. I don't know. Utah is one of those odd states that just is a hard no on, on legalized gambling. So and sports betting. I, I don't think it'll ever happen. I really don't. Uh Kevin the Destroyer, sweet boss, your round robin just had one push. Oh, it's Boss Frog here. Boss Frog has Stud. been absolutely on. Fire. Thank you, Boss Frog. Hey, Kevin, how did the Bulls game treat you? Absolutely dominated. Dude, you want to talk about, and we're going to talk about the Jazz in the 5 o'clock hour next hour. Dude, you want to talk about an ass kicking. Good Lord. Dude, that was rough, man. The Utah Jazz are terrible. I mean, just not good. And I, as a as a Chicago Bulls fan, as I'm, and I'm a long-suffering Chicago sports fan. Mm-hmm. David Ross, love you, buddy. Um, Talk about getting piped. My God. Did you guys see that the Cubs hired Craig Council to be their manager? Uh, Well, you guys are, the Cubs already had a manager. And now I came out today that he found out the way we all knew he was going to find out from the rumor mill. 
So the Cubs, such a joke. The, the Tom Ricketts, the owner of the Cubs. You want to talk about a disgrace? Jim Harbaugh looks like a a fine, upstanding, ethical man next to Tom Ricketts. So the owner, I'll stop. Anyway, my point is, my point is, yeah, gotta love the Chicago Bulls, boss. Uh, Daniel Dixon, Cubs hire away Brewers manager. Go Cubs! Yeah, Craig Council. His daughters are in high school in in Wisconsin. That's the only reason he's the manager of the Cubs. Because he should have been the manager of the Indians. And if not, then the Mets. I'm I'm thrilled. I mean, I was I I love that Craig Council is the manager of the Cubs. I love the fact that there are rumors out there that Shohei Otani has shown interest in the Chicago Cubs. Um, I mean, he'll play 10 games before he tears his UCL again. <laughs> Um, but I, I love that the Cubs are making moves and spending money because Tom Ricketts routinely farts diamonds. So it's nice to see him actually, you know, spending money, Yeah. but this, the way they handled David Ross, who is a world series hero. He has been a phenomenal, uh, cub supporter Patriot. He's a guy that has fought hard for this team was actually a really decent manager. And you fired him for nobody knows why. Nobody knows why. No idea. Uh, Brad, I agree, JJ. Is there a petition or something to sign somewhere? Give Michigan, give them Michigan's spot. I missed what JJ said. Um, Brad said, I double check that half win margin for you first thing in the office today, Monty. Thank you. Appreciate <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Jim Choi, when when Harbaugh gets suspended, is that the end or is Michigan going to court to keep the head coach on the side? Although, Sue, there's no doubt about that. There's no doubt. JJ, JMU should make a bowl game. By the way, uh, they petitioned the NCAA today. Yes, they should And the conference said if the NCAA makes them postseason eligible, they will allow them to play for the conference championship. Good luck. Mike Smith, weekly prize picks piping brought to you by Monty and Son Pipe Productions. Yeah. I've been fine lately. Some of us have not. The cack. You know, I, I'm just saying. I'm 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 final. I'm simply saying. Yeah, not some, good. Some of us have not. Not good. Casey Boss. What's up, boss? Good to see you. Uh Kansas has legal sports gambling, so you never know, Utah. Well, yeah. Utah's a tough state. Uh Johnny Gonzalez. Michigan conundrum will be hiding all those shadow NIL deals. Yeah, let's keep going. Mike T, not as bad as PSU, uh, Penn State, Michigan State. Bo and sexual predator, Dr. Robert Anderson. I, no. I'm not going to. No. Nope. You don't think there's any? Okay. Next comment. Uh, conundrum, just like alcohol, moderation. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, B. Douglas, Weiss hacking into computers is also very illegal. It is, any way you slice it. Let's see what the, the what the FBI comes up with. Innocent until proven guilty, right? Because it's illegal. Joey B, Monty Council getting $8 million a year. Dude, the largest manager salary, I think it's ever, isn't it? Yeah, I believe so. I think it's yeah. the highest yeah. pay a manager has ever gotten. Craig Council, the new manager of the Chicago Cubs. My R&W. And it's... You better... No. No, see, you're not sucking me into this. Yeah, I'm not talking about that. What are you, Connor Stallions? Joey, you watch yourself, sir. I will not be sucked into to Cubs, like, you know, soul-crushing death and destruction. Not when Connor Stallions has a porch full of vacuums. We will not. 
<laughs> Connor Stallions has a porch. Craig Council, the manager of the Cubs, or this poor man's porch. Fine Steeler guy. <laughs> Listen, I woke up one morning and they had all just rolled up on my porch. It's AI. I don't rules. They're, they're robots, man. What did you want me to do? I'm not one to the turn them away. The drones dropped them off, man. I'm not one to turn them away. Yeah. Oh, my God. Big Daddy Magic. The Survivor Series is in Chicago. Oh, thank God. Victor's the way. Thank God. Boston Mapes. Gambling, unfortunately, in the state constitution. But, hey, we finally voted in weed, so anything is possible. Well, you know, you voted in weed just as now we're finding out that if you smoke weed daily, it uh, absolutely shrinks your heart muscles. You're so but, fucked. You know, other than that. Yeah, no you're, worries. You're... <laughs> Dude. For everybody who said I'm the loser for never having even smoked weed, <clears throat> just like to say my cholesterol is perfectly in check. Did you guys see that study? That a large percentage of people who smoke marijuana on a regular basis, um, they show significant heart damage and it shortens their life. But weed fixes everything, including all those vacuums on Connor's porch, man. Um. I mean, if you would just get some CBD spray and spray them all over these vacuums. You just have to, like, snap out of it the, a little bit. The cat hair falls right out. <laughs> I mean, it's unbelievable. All right. There you good, have it. Good, good. I, I, feel, I feel better about myself. All right, let's talk Big 12 football on the Monty Show. Iowa State at BYU. BYU is plus six and a half, 41 and a half. At home. No, man, it's uh, BYU after dark. They're wearing their all-black uniforms. Everybody's excited. Right. Is that why BYU sports fan is talking about firing Kalani Sataki? <sighs> and this is a this is a hot-button issue. And in the comment sections, let, let's get into it. Because I think the Big 12 has had a really difficult year. And I think if you look around this league, whether it is Sonny Dykes at TCU, Certainly Joey McGuire at Texas Tech, uh, Dana Holgerson at Houston. I mean, you have had a very, very difficult run for some guys in a league where this was supposed to be Neil Brown's like death march. And it only turns out that Neil Brown ain't dead yet. So why are we talking about Kalani Sataki being fired at BYU? And I struggle with this because it seems like it's every single year that we talk about Kalani's not the right guy anymore and he's not the guy to take this program to new heights. Well, I would remind you that before the season, and I, I feel like we've said this every day, if BYU wins six games, you should put a statue of Kalani Sataki out front of, of Lavelle Edwards Stadium. They've won five games. Is Are they perfect? No. But has BYU met expectations? The answer is absolutely. They have not met expectations. I believe BYU football this year has exceeded expectations. And I understand that BYU fan thinks you should win every single game, as you should. As a Notre Dame fan, I believe they should be undefeated every single year, except the year that Manti Teo's fake girlfriend never died. Notre That's Dame, our mother. Different show. But my point is, BYU football has exceeded expectations. So why is it every single November we're talking about whether or not Kalani Sataki should be fired? Because I think it's time that BYU football fan truly become a supporter of BYU football. 
Jake, should Kalani Sataki be fired? No, I mean, I, I I don't think he should be fired under any circumstances. I agree they've overachieved. And and I think, you know, it, it, your point about it seems like every November, every single year, Kalani's job is always being questioned, whether it was, you know, two years ago with the Oregon thing or, you know, last year with, you know, the defensive coordinator situation or this year with the quarterback situation that we have at hand right now. Like, there's always something that BYU fan wants to point to as to why Kalani should get whacked. And and I just don't really understand it. Do you have a quarterback problem? Yeah, you've got a quarterback problem right now. Maybe calling it a quarterback problem is a little aggressive, but a quarterback conversation, yeah, you have a conversation around who should play quarterback. That doesn't mean that your head coach should be fired. Is there a conversation? about your offensive coordinator and the job that he's doing or not doing. Yes, there's a conversation around that. That doesn't mean Kalani should be fired. You understand that you have three games to win one game. And this game in front of you is probably your best chance to do that. And if they win the game this Saturday and they're bowl eligible, I just don't understand why why this conversation needs to continue. Because Kalani, by anybody's measure at that point, has met expectation. In my opinion, he's far exceeded expectation. And so BYU fan, I think, is tired of being in the five to seven win range. BYU fan wants 10 wins Zach Wilson, BYU football back. And that doesn't happen overnight. And honestly, when you have things like NIL and the transfer portal and all this change happening in college football, and then you throw on the fact that you just joined a Power 5 conference as an independent, yeah, that's a lot of change to go through a football program. So I, I don't think under any circumstance, this guy should be fired uh, at all. Not even a little bit. And I, I think when you talk about BYU, obviously you have a, a pretty unique set of circumstances here. Beyond the fact it's it's BYU and they're owned by the church. It's a lifestyle that is unlike any other lifestyle for a college football player across the country. When you're talking about truly living a clean lifestyle. When we're talking about 18 to 20 year old kids who sex is a huge part of their college experience. Well, that's unless you're at BYU where on a, on a regular basis, unless you are married, sex is forbidden. When you talk about things like drinking, when you talk about things like the prevalence of marijuana, when you talk about things like sports gambling, when you talk about things like parties, that's not the lifestyle at BYU. R-rated movies are not the lifestyle at BYU, and I think people conveniently forget about that. Kalani Sataki is the perfect guy for this job. Before he took it, now that he's got it, and once he's gone, he will still be the perfect guy for this job. He is an alum, he is in the church, and he is passionate about BYU football. And those three things are very, very difficult to find. He has made tough decisions, and I think Kalani has shown you with the Jay Hill hire and all of the change that went on last year, I think he's shown you he's willing to make tough decisions. The good news is Tom Homo's not a guy that makes knee-jerk decisions about changing coaches. Kalani's going to be fine. Does he need to recruit better? Yeah, they need to rapidly ramp up. Do they need to get into the portal? They need to aggressively use the portal. Do you, as Jake talked about, do you need to look at A-Rod? Absolutely, you do. Kalani Sataki is far from the problem. Now, if you want to talk about Jake Retzloff, I think this, this quarterback change, this one's going to be difficult. Because I think from what we've heard, 
This is not a a locker room united behind Jake. It, it is not. And I don't love the timing of it. I don't love the hows and whys of it. And I'm telling you right now that when you make a quarterback change, you are asking for trouble, especially when you do it the first weekend of November and you got your ass busted and that quarterback was no better than the one he replaced. Mm-hmm. Yeah, That's I, the God's honest truth. And I think the, the the issue here is that BYU is not doing it in a way where it's just definitive. Hey, Retzloff is number one, and that's the end of the story. What what did we really get? We got, well, you know, we'll see what happens. You know, the week of, last week, West Virginia week. What did we get the week leading up to the game? Well, we'll see, you know, we'll see. You know, Keaton's dealing with this, game time decision. You know, all that gray area coach speak that we all know and love when it comes to injury and player availability. And so now what are we getting this week? Oh, well, we're just going to play the best guy. You know, you know, if 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 the best guy is 80% and that gives us the best chance to win, then we'll play that guy. If the best guy is a young guy who's 100% healthy, then we'll play that guy. Yeah. No, there's no commitment to the guy who got you those five wins. And I don't give a damn how we went about doing it. And I'm not saying that Keaton is some world beater because he's not. But he did get you five wins in the Big 12. And we're talking about Iowa State, Oklahoma, and Oklahoma State. Three very, very good football teams. And we're talking about a situation where you're going to play a guy in Jake Retzloff, who, granted, he's a junior college transfer. That has meant nothing historically. It's it's not as though all of a sudden you were throwing the ball all over the place and he was a, a dual threat master. The offensive line is the problem. Keaton Slovis isn't the problem. The offensive line is the problem. And I think the bigger issue is you're going to go against three of the better defenses that you faced all year, and it's going to start with Iowa State, trust me. And I think you are going to really struggle to be competent offensively. And you have a a significant amount of injuries and depth issues on defense. This is going to be a very tough month. It's going to be a very tough month, and I don't think replacing – Kalani was the right was the right way to go about you, it. You, you guys realize BYU didn't score until the fourth quarter. Like you were working on getting shut out in that game. We're not talking about you know oh he came in and you know it was a thirty five you know thirty one barn burner game and you know just lost in the end. Better team won that day. Yeah, yeah. We're not talking about that. We're talking about hey you got your ass beat. Uh, by West Virginia, and it really wasn't all that close. And that's what kind of bothers me about this whole thing. We're so quick to move on from what was working. Yes. We're, we're so quick to be like, oh, well, you know, Retzloff, the grass is greener with dude. And it has nothing to do with him. That's the problem. It has everything to do with BYU fan is never satisfied with where you're at in the process. You have to understand where you're at. And I'm not an A-Rod guy. I, I, I... The conservative checkdown offense that BYU, and I think Utah fans are well aware of this from his time there. I, I I just think it's a mistake. At some point, you have to adapt to modern college football offenses. And you have this, this guy that you went to in Jake Retzloff that you said, oh, well, dual threat. And he truly is. Dual threat, let's do it. Well, then let's do it. Let the kid throw the ball and let the kid run some RPO. Let him make his mistakes and learn on the fly. 
And eventually he's going to break out in these next three games, I would think, if he remains healthy behind what is – I mean, he he's a screen that, – that offensive line's a screen door on a battleship, dude. Mm-hmm. Like, it is, it is just not very good. But you can't keep running, you know, okay, three steps, throw it left. You know, like it, it, the next time that they have that they throw a check down that's a yard short of a first down, I, like who's surprised by that anymore? Yeah, well, and the numbers say that that's all they do. He's averaging five yards an attempt last week. I mean, that's not going to get it done. It, it, not by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah. All right, let's get your comments. We need to talk about the college football playoff rankings coming up in five minutes. Greg Hawkins. What's up, Greg? Good to see you, my guy. I think Kalani is doing the best with what he's given, but he's not being given enough. Resources are always going to be in question, and we'll never know what they are because as a private institution, they're not going to tell you. Um, And I I think the NIL game is a problem at BYU. And people like Coog Connect and the collectives that so passionately work on behalf of BYU football, you need... You need a full cycle NIL program. And it's not just that, you know, for instance, Utah got a truck deal. It's nothing to do with that. You need a, a full cycle. You need people who are who are facilitating those NIL deals. And whether you want teams and universities to be involved or not, they are. They are. Let's stop with our head in the sands. Oh, well, I mean, universities, they're not involved. Coaches and universities are not involved. Then why are we talking about how much NAL money they get when we're recruiting? Coaches and universities are not involved. Guy, come on. Like full circle NIL cycle. That's that's what you need. Um, Big Daddy Magic. BYU needs rad Michigan football for talent. Needs to raid. Yeah, that's probably not going to work. Tanner Plummer. Honor code wasn't really enforced in the 80s. Well, no, it was not. But again, I will tell you, everybody says, well, they should, you know, football players don't have to abide by the honor code. That's just not true. BYU, Kalani and I have had this conversation directly. They recruit using the honor code. They don't hide from it or run from it. There's no way to do that. That's like running away from, well, but coach, I'm terrible at testing. Well, you don't have to take your finals then. (laughs) It doesn't work that way. There's the, the ultimate test at BYU is, uh, yeah, you're going to sign the honor code, but can you stick to it? Because you read, you guys think I'm, I see all the comments thinking that I'm joking about sex at BYU. It's called a chaste lifestyle. And that's what's expected if you are not married at BYU. And it is not up for discussion. It's not. So it is, it is not a lifestyle that's for everybody. And Jamal Williams, the fine running back, uh, in the NFL, you look at you look at the way that he went through his time, took a year off. You know, he went through all the you know the the possession by consumption and the mm-hmm. all of it. And it you, you the the list is endless. The Harvey Ungas of the world. The, it's not for everybody, man. It is not for everybody. Certainly, it is not for everybody. Uh, Greg Hawkins, my longstanding opinion is still that BYU needs to hire a real OC. Absolutely. Uh, Greg also says third and seven, A-Rod dials up a five-yard curl. Exactly right. Exactly right. And you know what the worst part of that five-yard curl is? They they hit it every time. And they never get the first down. <laughs> it's the Oklahoma-Oklahoma State yes. game. Yes. Yeah. Stoops runs. 
He needs five yards. He ran a three-yard out. And boy, did Gabriel put it right on him, too. Great catch, kid. Two yards short of the first down. Congratulations. But that's not good. That's not good. Uh, conundrum, at least they have Starbucks. They do not have warm caffeinated beverages at BYU. Kevin, uh, it's it's my early night for the car dealership. Oh, you work in the car business. Nice. I like it. Uh, GTI Brandon, my hope is Kalani won't wait as long as he did to make a call to bring uh, Jay on. A-Rod has until the end of the season, in my opinion, the O-line coach should be fired yesterday. You need – the problem is – for every Kingsley Suamataia, I look at some of the way that personnel decisions were made. Um, you know, I, I think you look at last year swapping guys out, Harris Lachance from tackle to guard to tackle to guard, and then you're not going to play for a game. But I it, it just the the it feels nonsensical. Yeah. It feels nonsensical to me. Uh Ryan Willie for five dollars. Appreciate you, Ryan. Um, I believe that if Day gets axed for losing to Michigan, Fickle would leave Wisconsin for OSU. The buyout on Fickle, one is significant too. He's not going to Wisconsin for one year to leave. That's not who Luke Fickle is, in my opinion. And I and obviously I could be wrong about that, but I don't I don't think I am. Yeah, right. I don't think so. Uh, Zach Sloter, what's up, Zach? For five dollars, appreciate you. I think. Uh, both these teams are similar. Given preseason expectations, both have exceeded. BYU is just going to get better. Go Cyclones. I, I think my biggest concern if I am Iowa State is losing my head coach. Because especially if the, the Michigan job comes open, who's a better candidate? Jonathan Smith at Oregon State? That's certainly a na name that they're going to call. But I think you look at Matt Campbell – Strong candidate. Very strong candidate. And the first guy, he's probably one of the first guys I would call. He he Jonathan Smith is fantastic. He's just a good that dude. That feels like a big jump, though. At least to me, anyway. Oregon State to Michigan? Yeah. He's a really good recruiter. He's really, I think Jonathan Smith has done such a good job developing. Well, I you mean, need to. You I need I, to. I think. It'd be tough to to find a better a, a better man to replace a to replace a guy as controversial as Jim Harbaugh than Jonathan Smith or Matt Campbell. Now Lane Train, I and I think this is also part of the problem at Michigan. Yeah. Do you want a dynamic personality, or do you want somebody that's going to rubber stamp everything and be like, "Yep, done. Yep, up. Oh, yep, Michigan's great. All right, go Wolverines. All right, gotta go." Oh, I like, think in today's day and age, you kind of need more personality. But but the reality of the situation is, is Michigan does need someone that can just ride ride the ship out for a minute. Like, you know, you, you don't want to rock the boat after what's going on here. With I Jim. think, but here's the problem. Michigan has expectations. They're not Ohio State. They have not won at a high level for a consistent amount of time. Right. They have been floundering. They have been... I mean, you just go back to the rich rods of the world, the Brady hoax of the world. The Michigan's been an embarrassment, right? And, and it, it goes back, and I know this pisses Wolverine fan off, and I'm not trying to, but it goes back to the Lloyd Carr, he's just not good enough thing. Well, has Jim Harbaugh really done a better job than Lloyd Carr? Because I would say, hell no, he is not, right? But 
Again, I'll just say, has he done a better job than Brady Hoke? But sure, my cousin would have done a better job. I think Brady Hoke is strictly a mediocre guy. But if you bring in a Jonathan Smith, a, I'm telling you, if you bring in a personality, a power presence, like a Lane Kiffin, dude, you're in a different universe now. Now, Dan Mullen's a very interesting name who it, it, the next time his name comes up at Michigan, but come on, man. I, I, I like white paint. He's a, he's a little generic. I like white paint, yeah. but uh, only on the ceiling. Yeah. And I need somebody that's just going to dominate. And and that is Jonathan Smith, Matt Campbell. If you really want to go to the next level and you want the top talent, I would go and get Lane Kiffin. I'd at least call him. I don't know that he'll leave the SIP right now because they're kicking ass. I think there's a that I think and the college football playoff comes out in 35 minutes. I'm telling you, by the time we get to Thanksgiving, if Lane Train is who I think he is this year, there's a real chance they're going to be right on the doorstep of the college football playoff. I think the only team that is locked locked in is Texas. I have a hard time seeing Texas not getting getting in. But yeah. Mm. Uh, big shout out to, uh, Pete 40, Pete 40, our nudist, nudist, whoa, whoa. nudist, whoa, Pete, are you a nudist? Dude, Pete, chill, bro. Dude, okay. Big shout out to Pete 40, 40, Forte, are your Forte's being a nudist? Okay. All right, Pete, way to go. <laughs> <laughs> It happens. At least I don't speak for a living. Yeah. Uh, Pete Forty, our newest member of pre. God, I, God, you did, I it did it again, bro. I did it again. <laughs> Pete Forty, our newest <laughs> member. <laughs> Pete, I appreciate you, man. He uh, joins our entry level uh, membership, which means that when. Uh, Pete Forty goes to uh, soundsleepmedical.com slash Monty uh, and signs up for his at-home sleep study. He now has 10 to 1 entries to win our trip to see the Las Vegas Raiders, who Antonio Pierce is the talk of the town. Mm -hmm. Did you guys see what Antonio Pierce did with the Raiders? I don't think we have that video, do we? We don't, Dan. Um, Antonio Pierce wanted a culture change. They win the game on Sunday. And the thing that everybody's talking about is he took the entire practice squad, put him in game day jerseys and had him on the sideline, which is highly abnormal and was absolutely not the practice before Antonio Pierce. In fact, Raider practice squad players were not even invited to a suite at Allegiant Stadium, they were given tickets to the game. So, oh, you want to come to the game that you helped us prepare for? Here's a pair of tickets. Enjoy yourself. Hey, man, don't forget, buy some Coors Light and some popcorn. Thanks. That's how they treated their practice players. So what did Antonio Pierce do? He gave them jerseys because I don't know how many people know this. Practice squad players do not have jerseys. Do you guys realize that? Like game day jerseys, they don't get them. Until Antonio Pierce showed up. He gave him jerseys. He put him on the sidelines. And he said they gave him incredible energy and positivity. That was number one. Number two, they won the game. And he gave them off until Wednesday. So he gave them their normal Tuesday off. 
but he gave a Monday and Tuesday, said, we'll see you, we'll see you Wednesday morning unless you need a treatment. And the guy is just kicking ass already. The players are talking about how much more energy and, and enthusiasm there is in the building, Raiders, which I think is outstanding. Um, so you should want to go and see the Raiders. We're giving you two tickets. See the Raiders take on the Vikings on uh, December 10th. Uh, we are going to give you two nights in a hotel uh, right there on the strip. We're going to give you dinner for two uh, at Mastro's Ocean Club, which is 100% the best steakhouse in Vegas. And Boss Frog, I'll throw hands on this. Notice I didn't say Dallas. I said Vegas. Um, I love Mastro's Ocean Club. We're going to sit you in the treehouse. It's going to be amazing. Uh, you're going to get dinner for two there, a $200 gift card to get you to Vegas. It's going to be a blast, and it's all brought to you by Sound Sleep Medical. And please bear with me. I'm begging you, if you're somebody that snores at night, please hear me clearly. If you snore at night, maybe you're just somebody that snores, but maybe you have sleep apnea. It's nothing to play with. Sound Sleep Medical I'm telling you, the thing that they do better than everybody else is they're not going to lump you in and say, okay, when are we going to order your CPAP? No, see, because they don't do that. They know that CPAPs are not practical for 99% of people because you get a CPAP machine home. It's big, it's bulky, it's loud. You have to wear a face mask all night. You have these tubes that you have to clean and disinfect. Most people don't continue to use their CPAP past just a couple of weeks. If even that, you know, the best part about sound sleep medical, they have a custom fit device. It's a mouthpiece. That's absolutely going to change your life. Treat snoring and sleep apnea with no masks and no tubes. Just better, healthier sleep with sound sleep medical. Use code Monty M O N T Y to schedule a free sleep assessment today. Soundsleepmedical.com slash Monty. You want to go see the Raiders uh, on us? On December 10th, take a screenshot that you uh, went to soundsleepmedical.com, signed up for the sleep study, send it to Jake. If you are a member of the show at the entry level, you get 10 extra entries to win the trip. If you are a member of the members only group, which gets you into our members only Instagram chat group, which is phenomenal. Boss Frog puts all his winners in there and he's making multi-billionaires out of just about everybody in there. I believe Jake's moving into a mansion tomorrow Yeah, kind based of like, on the wagering stuff yeah. and whatnot. Uh, that's not true, but it gets you in there. And if you are a member of our, our, our members only content and you sign up for the sleep study, you get 25 to one entries. Hook it up. Soundsleepmedical.com. Let's talk about the college football playoff rankings because, um, oh, look at Katie Rader. I stepped into uh, Big Dog membership waving hello. Whoa. Did you really? Okay. How about you, Katie Raider? Go ahead and DM me. Yeah, DM Jake. We'll put you, uh, Katie Raider. We'll put you into the members only, uh, the members only Instagram group. Let's go. Let's go. It is a great group of dudes. Uh, but yeah, we got to talk about the uh, we got to talk about the college football playoff ranking because it comes out here in just about 28 minutes. And I'm curious who you guys think should be number one. Because we have, I think, the best weekend of college football yet coming up. If you look at the big games, look at all these games, you guys. This is from Good 247 Lord. Sports. Michigan, Penn State, massive. UW, UW, uh, Utah, massive. The SIP versus the Bulldogs, massive. 
SC at Oregon, Tennessee at Missouri, Bama, UK, Texas, TCU. Can TCU save their season? No. Duke, Carolina. How about Miami and Florida State? Hell yes. Absolutely. Look at YO and UNLV. This is a weekend of weekends in, in college football. And the question is, when you look at the college football playoff, who should be the number one team in the country? I don't think there's any doubt it's Ohio State. Where would you go, Jake? Yeah, I mean, I, I think Ohio State deserves to be there based on strength of schedule. Um, but but I think that, you know, everyone wants to discount Georgia because of the Brock Bowers injury and, you know, j- just because they haven't exactly been that same dominant Georgia team that we all know and love. But but ultimately, I, I think that Kirby's going to have those guys going just the same as he does every other year. So so to me, it's between Ohio State and Georgia. Right here today, it, it, it should be Ohio State. And I, I think other contenders, you know, obviously, uh, I believe that Nick Saban and company have been disrespected most of the season. I know you lost that Texas game at home, and that really knocked you down earlier in the year. But you've been playing really good football. You, you have. And at some point, I, I would think that we would bump them up into that conversation. But Ultimately, I yeah, I, I would have to agree with you. I, I I think it's Ohio State, and I don't really think there's an, another clear-cut option. Yeah, I, I mean, when we're talking about the best team in the country, I, I don't know that anybody has a better win than probably Washington over Oregon. It was a huge game. You got a huge performance out of Michael Penix. Um, but if we're talking about the best team in the country, I still maintain it's Texas. Now, should they be number one in the polls? They shouldn't. They've lost a game. Um, and very clearly Georgia, Ohio state, and Michigan have not Michigan hasn't played anyone. They've played nobody. And I know that they have Penn state this weekend, uh, at Maryland and then home for number one, Ohio state in three weeks, they have played nobody. The fact that they are the number three team in the college football playoff to me is, I, I think it is, I think it's wrong. That's just my opinion. Well, and obviously the question remains, you know, what what the college football playoff is going to do about Michigan. Now we're obviously a week further into this thing. You know, last week, everyone, you know, last week obviously was the first ranking we got of the year for the college football playoff. And so everybody was wondering. And of course, they put them in at number three. Number three. And, and, and so the question remains, you know, okay, now that the college football playoff understands probably what's going to happen. And now that Ward Manual is not going to be there. Uh, you know, what are they going to do with Michigan? And and I don't know what the right thing for the college football playoff committee to do on this is. Because on one hand, I look at this and I say, yeah, you need to drop justice on these guys. But on the other hand, that's not good for the college football playoff. But let's also not forget that, that Michigan, the NCAA, and the college football playoff committee are three different bodies. The college football playoff is not related to the NCAA. They are not beholden to the NCAA is a better way to say that. And I think when you look at the college football playoff, if you take Michigan out, are you taking one of the best college football teams in the country out? Absolutely. That's not a question. Right. But if you looked at it today, and let's say you remove Michigan, number one, Ohio State, number two, Georgia, number three, Florida State, number four, Washington. Is anybody crying in their their shredded weed over Washington getting in and Michigan being out. No. I don't think anybody is. And I still maintain that Washington 
still has a very difficult road to hoe. I mean, obviously, you've got Utah this week. Then you're at Oregon State, and you finish with Washington State. I mean, the next two weeks are going to be very difficult. Can Michael Penix stay on his feet and stay healthy the next two weeks? Man, I certainly hope so because he's one of the better stories. But if I said to you, Oregon's going to run the table, right? Because SC, Arizona State, Oregon State at Austin, they should run the table. Absolutely. Oregon's got a phenomenal I, – I, and I still maintain Oregon's got a, a much better shot of going than Washington does because who's Washington still got to play? They're probably still going to play Oregon in the in the the Pac-12 championship. Absolutely. So I still maintain that Oregon's got a better chance than than Washington, but you're you're going to have to go a long, long way to put Oregon in over Texas because I I look at Texas and and the one loss to Oklahoma now looks not very good, but it was the Red River rivalry. Good save. Uh, it, and it's a. It's a hugely contested game. And it was 30, it was, what was it? 34-30. That's a one possession loss, man. It's awfully difficult to say, hey, the Red River rivalry, where you lost by less than a score, I'm not going to penalize you that much for that. I'm truly not, especially when you beat Bama. I think that Wyoming win is a very good win for Texas. I think that helps them. I, I think the Quinn Ewers discussion with Texas is also super relevant with the college football playoff. You know, well, he's throwing and I, he is yeah. now day to day. Yeah. So it's like, okay, well, how long is Quinn Ewers going to be out? And and you know, when, you know, when on their schedule does he come back? I mean, if he can be back mm-hmm. by the Big 12 championship game. He will uh, be, certainly. Right. But but I'm just saying, if you're a playoff committee member and you're looking at this and you're saying, okay, you know, we've got Oklahoma at nine, Texas at seven right now, and Alabama between those two at eight. So if I'm looking at Texas, Texas is going to get their boy back by the Big 12 championship game. And if they can just survive in, in until he gets back and run the table – Obviously, I they have a strong case. And so Michigan's biggest problem here is that there are several, several other candidates that could easily be put right in the middle of that thing. Yes. I'm not even going to sit here and say that Michigan's going to be undefeated after this weekend because Penn State is, is not a cakewalk. They should beat Penn State. At Penn State. At Penn State, Michigan should win that game. On paper, they but if, should. But if Jim Harbaugh is not the, the coach of that game... Then we're having a different conversation. I think if, if Jim Harbaugh is not the coach of that team and he cannot coach that team in any way, shape, or form for a month, we're going to find out how important he is to that program. And if they go and they lose, because they're not... In my opinion, they're not better than Ohio State. I, I think we've learned quite a bit about Ohio State. Yeah. And I just look at Michigan now with 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 a very different perspective, knowing that they've had all these play calls. So it, it's hard to know just how much to dilute their wins because of the play calls. Like obviously we're gonna we're gonna discount them a lot, of course. But but how much of it was the play call versus talent? But I don't goes, know. Who goes to Columbus and wins like that? Nobody. Nobody. And Jim Harbaugh hadn't beaten anybody. I, 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 do you guys understand? Anyway, we've been down that road. My point is, let's let's see who uh, who do you guys think is the best team in the country? Uh, Jeff Woodworth, why is Wyoming and UNC on there? Because what do you mean, why is Wyoming and UNC on there? Those are two huge games. UNC Duke is a big game. Yeah. Um, I look at Wyoming and UNLV. 
What, why would Wyoming and UNLV not be a big game? That 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 I that I am not I am not sure. I mean, you look at Wyoming football right now; they're six and three. UNLV is seven and two. That game has big time implications um, in the in the Mountain West. I mean, if if UNLV can win that game, um, and you start to understand, like I think Air Force is at Hawaii. And then who does Air Force play in two weeks? Uh, UNLV. And you know Air Force is uh, the 25th ranked team in the uh, college football playoff ranking, right? Yeah, and Air Force so, still has to go to Boise State, too. Yeah. So why, I mean, so why is that game a big game? In this current incarnation, it's a, it, of, of the Mountain West, that's a huge game. That is, that is a huge, huge game. So... I I just I guess I just disagree with you. I think that's a huge game. Casey Boss, it's a great topic to talk about and great publicity, but it's still early to t- determine number one. Well, we're going to determine it every week for the next, what, two, three weeks, including today. Yeah. And in 19 minutes, we're going to get a really good look at it. Uh, Troy Harper, uh, guys, Michigan knew every play Ohio State was running. We know. We, yeah, we know. Uh, Dennis Moore, top four, Georgia, Bama, Washington, uh, Oklahoma State, Texas will try. There's not a chance on on the earth that Oklahoma State is better than Texas. <laughs> it, it, it's that's not Come even. On, guy. Stop. Come on. Come on. Um, let's see. Brad says, "How about Alabama loses one more, Georgia loses to them in the SEC ship, and then we get a playoff without the SEC? Boy, would that be that'd amazing. be wild? Yeah, that'd be wild, man. That'd be wild, Jeff." Uh, Ewers and Hartman both got the curse of the uh, beard. Boy, Sam Hartman's come back to lo- to to life a little bit here. And mm, don't even get me started. Notre Dame, our mother. You know, uh, can Georgia beat Alabama this year? I and I know you guys. You guys torture me every week that I say this. Every single week I say this. Jalen Milrow is, I think, one of the top three or four quarterbacks in the SEC right now. I think he is level with Jackson Dart. And I think if if we truly look at Jalen Milrow, I might, I might, and I say I might, be able to make the argument that he is the best quarterback in the SEC. And again, I, I totally understand that people are going to say, Jaden Daniels, Jaden Daniels, he weighs 38 pounds. Yeah. Okay, you can have Jaden Daniels. Carson Beck or Jalen Milrow. I'm taking Jalen Milrow. I, I, he has gotten better every single game. Jackson Dart or Jalen Milrow? Their QBRs are almost identical. Um I mean, you look at expected points. Um, I mean, I, God, it is so close. It is so close. And Jalen Milrow, the other part of this is the offensive line at Alabama has been horrendous. It has been not good. And I think you look at, I think I'll even give you Jaden Daniels. I'm telling you, Jalen Milrow is better than Carson Beck. He's better than Jackson Dart, better than, 
I think I think the world of Brady Cook, I would take Jalen Milrow over Brady Cook every single day. Yeah, and what's really interesting when you look at Jalen Milrow's stat sheet is like the haters are going to say, oh, well, he's only got, you know, 114 completions on 176 attempts. Well, of course, right? He went through the quarterback battle early in the season. He hasn't had the same number of reps, but here's the problem with that argument. He's still averaging 10 yards an attempt. He's still got... 64.8 completion percentage, which would put him what top three, four in the in the SEC just for, on that alone. For a guy who has who has attempted 176 career passes, he's at 65%, 13 touchdowns and five interceptions. I mean, look at the 171 rating. I mean, that puts him second in the SEC. I'm telling you, he has gotten better. And I think he, I think I could, mm, we'll see. You know we'll what see. it is with Bama this year? They don't have the bona fide in your face. I'm better than you roster that they normally have there. And it's because in the trenches, they're not the same team they have been. Yes. Secondaries elite linebackers are strong. Edge is strong. Their defensive tackles and their offensive line have not produced the way that Quinn and Williams produced, or mm -hmm. like when you look at the elite talent we're used to, especially on that offensive line. And to their credit, and I think the Sabinator deserves a lot of credit for this. When you look at Nick Saban, their wide receiver room has really grown and developed. If if you look at statistically speaking, so just raw statistics, Jermaine Burton is actually. I mean, the guy's averaging 21 yards of reception. Yeah. So he's really developed, and he's only developed because Isaiah Bond has begun pushing him, and Isaiah Bond has only begun pushing him because Jalen Milrow has become a big play quarterback. I, any, I, yeah, and I'll fight you over. These, listen I'll to fight some of these names and, and just think about, like, the impact. Jonathan Allen, these are all Bama Linemen, both defensive and offensive, dude. Jonathan Allen, Will Anderson, Christian Barmore. I mean, you 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 look at look look at uh, Roquan Davis, Raquan Davis, right? Like these are all names that were huge impact guys that allowed dudes like Bryce Young to stand back there and throw the ball down the field. That's right. Jalen Milrow doesn't have that luxury. Jalen Milrow has to run all over the field and find his guys out in the secondary and not turn it over while he's at it. And by the way, when we talk about the best quarterbacks in the SEC, he is built like a tank. So I'd rather have a quarterback that's built like Josh Allen's built, but has the ability to, to truly master and run the offense and in, in complete at almost 65% at the college level. He's a good quarterback. They, they, their path just is very different this year. Their path is not number one in the country, 87 weeks in a row. We're the best ever. And you all know it. That's you, not what it is. You're two, two of your three best wide receivers are sophomores. He's a, Jalen's a sophomore. Like I, I, I think that we are watching one of Nick Saban's finest coaching jobs. And I think Alabama can beat Georgia. I truly think Alabama can beat Georgia. And we're, I think we're, obviously we're going to find out. I mean, I, I, and it's the game we deserve. And, it is the game we and, deserve. And, and Nick Saban, I, I'm, I'm more of a Nick Saban guy than a Kirby smart guy. Absolutely. And you need to know that. But 
if Nick Saban goes out and beats Kirby Smart this year, it is truly one of the finest coaching performances we've ever seen. I I, I just can't believe that Georgia loses a game. I mean, I, I think they're better than Lane Train. I think they're better than Rocky Top, but that game's that game's that game's at Tennessee, man. Like Dude, Georgia had to fight to beat Auburn. Like that was a battle, bro. And then Georgia Tech is always a toss up, but they're gonna kick the crap out of Georgia yeah, Tech. Yeah, they'll who, handle them. Who is who simply is, yeah. Georgia Tech is just not even in the conversation. Obviously, that's a, a rivalry game of sorts. I'd be I'd be shocked. If we did not get 12 and 0, uh, Georgia and what Alabama's got Chattanooga, right? Yeah. Can at Kentucky Chattanooga and at Auburn. I can't, so I, they're going to run that table. 11 and one versus 11 and one, Alabama, 12 and 0 Georgia. And I have to think Bama wins that game. I have to think they win that game. And if Bama wins that game, how are they not in the college football playoff? Yeah. I, I agreed that. And I cannot see them losing to it. Auburn is just you guys. I, I Auburn is five and four. I mean, that team is flipping terrible right now. Yeah. Terrible. Yeah. Um, let's see. Casey Boss. Bama can beat the dogs. I think they can. Uh conundrum. Georgia, uh, Ohio State, Michigan, Bama number four. That's interesting. Troy Harper. I wouldn't argue, but I don't see why Ohio State would get demoted again. It already happened. Uh, from three to six, I I think at some point, I mean, if there's a Big Ten team that's played a schedule, it is it is absolutely, and and I hesitate to say Ohio State, and I hesitate to say Ohio State because the league is just so weak right now, right? But at least Ohio State has a Notre Dame win. Although I think as we're finding out, Notre Dame is not who we hoped they would be. Hoped. I mean, everybody loves Notre Dame, right? Mm -hmm. um, but, it, I mean, that's a nice win. It's at Notre Dame. Um, I mean, Penn State. Is Penn State somebody that we, we're all excited about? No. Not really. So, but that's two top 25 wins right there over number seven, Penn State, number nine, Notre Dame. And you've got Michigan State, Minnesota, and then, of course, at the big house. Yeah. If they beat Michigan. That would be the ultimate bird <laughs> to Michigan. Right? And then, obviously, they win the East. And you're probably, not probably, you're going to play Iowa for the Big Ten Championship. They're better than Iowa. Clearly. Ohio State, if they beat Michigan, if they beat Michigan, it's going to be very difficult, even if they were to lose in the Big Ten Championship. Which I think Ryan Day is. Why is Ryan Day all of a sudden maligned? It's not like Ryan Day has routinely lost big games, but you're you're also asking Ryan Day to to replace, you know, bar groper guy, Pervin, liar. I just think it's it's the problem for Ryan Day. Is he hasn't won the playoff enough. You've gotten to the playoff regularly. But I agree. Ohio State fan is spoiled on that now. Ohio State fan knows that you can get to the college football playoff. Ohio State fan wants natties. Yep. And and I think that's why he's maligned. I think that's why that's why Ohio State fan and everyone else is like, yeah, 
it's Ohio State. They'll be there, but you know, we both know that the SEC is going to win the national championship again. You know, so yeah. until that changes, I don't think that Ryan Day is going to be celebrated. Yeah, I think it is. It's a very difficult spot for Ryan Day because it's never going to be good enough. And I think you have to win multiple national championships to to be the man. You got to beat the man. Um, you guys are fr freaking unbelievable. This is one of the biggest comment days we've had in some time. Appreciate all of you. Uh, James says, Dennis, that's exactly right. But I have to favor Texas over Oklahoma State. If Texas makes the playoff, then Oak State will go to the Cotton Bowl. If Texas doesn't make the playoff, Texas uh, Cotton, Oklahoma State, Alamo. I think Texas is Texas is going to have a very difficult time not going to the college football playoff. I, I mean, a very difficult time. Uh, Ryan Willie says Georgia, Ohio State, Washington, Michigan. Uh, Rondell Lewis, I think Michigan is more of the 2020 team. Man, I've heard a lot of people say that. I've heard a lot of people say that. Meaning what? That I, I well, Michigan is purportedly this juggernaut that's just going to punch you in the face, and they're the best team, and we're running you over, and Blake Corum's three feet tall, <laughs> right? Like JJ McCarthy for president. <laughs> like, okay, cool. We haven't played anybody. Yeah. So I'm interested to see what happens because Ohio State's going to punch you in the face. I mean, that that is just who they. If we've learned anything about Ohio State this year. They're physical, and I think their quarterback's getting better every single week, even though you hate them. Uh, I, I, I just think Ohio State is more physical than you are. There's no doubt about that. There just isn't. And I think if you're trying to make a living um, beating Ohio State, you you should probably get to TridayTrading.com right now because that's really the only way you're really going to make any money because we all know that when you go to TridayTrading.com slash Monty, and you become a full-time day trader, you're going to average $1,000 a day, which is $240,000 a year. Thanks. So I love all the people who are like, oh, man, I hate my job. I'm tired of going to the office. You see that traffic today. God damn it. Okay, trydaytrading.com. Well, they won't let me. I have to go to the office. Okay, stay home and work for yourself. That's the beauty of trydaytrading.com slash Monty. $10. Go, go see what your future looks like for 10 bucks. That gets you a 30-day trial membership, and they give you the whole nine yards, dude. You're, you're day trading within days, right? You have indicators from their proprietary software that show you how to, when to, and where to make trades. And when you're ready to make trades, you're going to start trading once you graduate their program with TridayTrading.com's money, not your own money. See, they fund a trading account. You can stay in that account for a month, a year a decade, the rest of your life, or don't stay in that account at all. Go out on your own. It's up to you. They build programs to fit your lifestyle. There's so many people that use Tri-Day Trading as a side hustle. Day trading is an awesome side hustle. You're going to make three to $500 a day on average as a day trader. But don't take my word for it. Get to TridayTrading.com slash Monty. Sign up for the $10 30-day trial membership. You have nothing to lose. That 10 bucks doesn't go to Tri-Day Trading. It goes to charity. It's a tax write-off. And then at the end of that 30 days, oh, you don't like it? Walk away. What did it really cost you besides a $10 tax write-off? Absolutely nothing. That's what we love about our guys at TriDayTrading.com slash Monty. Make sure you tell them you heard about it on the Monty Show. We're just about ready to roll out week number two of the college football playoff rankings. What? Did you laugh?
No, no, you, it's, you, I'm crying? no, I want. I I really feel like this Michigan thing is just weighing heavy on the whole, just in the big picture. Like it's it just is it it it's capturing every side of the college football conversation. Like whether it's the playoff or just you know the Big Ten picture, the integrity of the game, like all of it, and. And while we were sitting there looking at Ohio State, I was sitting here thinking, like, dude, if Ohio State just beats Michigan at the big house, yeah. all this goes to bed. We didn't even have to talk about this anymore. And that's what I think if I'm Ryan Day, I am just so motivated by. Like, okay, screw them. They have our signals, great. We got their signals, they got our signals, whatever. Let's just go out and make some plays. And if I'm Ryan Day, that's that's what my mindset would be. Yeah, I, I don't think there's any doubt that if, if you're if you're Ohio State and you lose to Michigan this year, it's going to be awfully difficult to retain Ryan Day. I, the more and more, and I know a lot of people don't want to talk about that. Oh, well, his brother's in their investigation firm. Not true. But you know what the one truth is? If we're going to vilify Jim Harbaugh and we're going to talk about how he cheated so that he could beat Ohio State the last two years, you better go to Michigan and you better beat that ass. Because if you lose to Ohio, if Ohio State loses to Michigan this year, who cares if they stole signs? Who cares about any of the rhetoric? You lost to Michigan three straight years. You got to go find a new head coach. Yeah. That's the reality of that situation. And again, don't sit here and, and I'm not saying that, oh, everybody should fire Ryan. I'm not saying that. You can't lose at Ohio State. You can't lose to, to Michigan three straight years. And unfortunately, it truly is one of those things. It doesn't matter what the circumstances are. You, you got to find a way. You, you got to find a way through and not get caught up in, oh, they've got our signs and signals and there's no way we can beat them. That's right. The reality of the situation is you got to be above that and you got to find, I, I don't know what the path is. I, I The path, like I guess in football terms, the path is you just have to execute at a higher level. Your guy has to beat their guy one-on-one -on -one because as ev all the Michigan fans want to roll out there the last month, oh, well, even if we did have uh, the, the signals, we still had to go make the tackle. And if I'm Ryan Day, that's what I'm saying. Even if they have our signals, they still got to find a way to tackle us and beat us at our best. And I'm talking man-to-man. -man. Are you better than the, the guy that's got the, the, the wings on his hat across the, across the field there? Are you better than the maize and blue? Is the shoe better than the big house? Let's play for, and I know it sounds corny, but it is what it is. Let's play for the pride of Ohio State because you cannot, you can not under lose any circumstances to Michigan this year. And if they suspend Jim Harbaugh for the next four games and you still lose to Michigan, dude, Ryan Day will not have to be fired. He should resign. Agreed. Because it, it is just agreed. It, it, and I mean, it, it, I just don't think it's possible to lose to Michigan this year. You just cannot do it. You can't do it. There, There's no way. Uh, big, big shout out to uh, start hour number three of the Monty Show to Mike Smith. Let's go, baby. Let's go. Mike Smith is a uh, member. Mike, I thought you were a member. He upgraded to uh, members only content. Let's go, Mike. How about that? Dude, DM me, bro. Let's go. Make sure you DM Jake. SLC Jake will get you into our uh, members only Instagram group. 
Uh, we are just moments away from the college football playoff rankings. Read and react with us, guys. And my guess is the top four will be unchanged. Um, I I would I would guess pretty strongly um, that the top four will be unchanged. Hour number three of the Monty Show presented by our good friends at Bucked Up. Bucked Up Energy, the official energy provider of the Monty Show. Uh, Bucked Up also presents all of our college football coverage on the showgram. And I'm telling you, this is it right here. If you're new to the show or you have not tried Buckshot, it will change your life. Go get a uh, variety pack of Buckshot right now. Try every one of their flavors for free. They'll send it right to your front door. Buckshot, 200 milligrams of naturally sourced caffeine. And what does that mean? It's quality caffeine from natural extracts so that there's no huge spike and no huge crash. They put it in with a bunch of brain food so you get a mental lift. It's great. I use it a lot, you guys. Like if I'm trying to play golf and I'm making the turn, I'm going to hit a buckshot to give myself a little more mental strength. When I'm putting together sales packages or I have a big conference call, 30 minutes before I'm going to pop a buckshot, it gives me mental clarity. All of those situations and more, it'll give you a natural lift. And the thing I love about it is the ingredients are elite. It makes an elite product that does exactly what it says it's going to do. Go get it for free in the description below. Buckedup.com, use your promo code MONTY to save 20% off at checkout. We are now on the clock with the college football playoff, and I would remind you, I would remind you that Michigan's athletic director is not in the room. He announced yesterday that he was staying home because he had to deal with this investigation of Michigan football. So, Ward Manuel, the athletic director at Michigan, is not taking part in the vote for the college football playoff. Will that hurt Michigan? That's very interesting. I think we're about to find out. And I think when we look at how these rankings go, if the AP Top 25, which has been a pretty solid indicator, if we're being honest, I think if you look at these top four, I don't see how it changes. And my prediction right now, um, is that we are unchanged in week two. And I don't know why, I don't know why it would change. Uh, when I look at the college football playoff rankings, Ohio State, Georgia, Michigan, and Florida State, I think those are your top four. Um, and I think, frankly, Washington, Oregon, and Texas, there's no reason to shake that stack. I, I think you are probably going to leave it right there. Do you, Jake, do you see any changes coming tonight? Uh, I don't. I, I completely agree with everything you've just said. I, I, I think the one the one interesting one will be Oklahoma. Just how much is Oklahoma, you know, penalized, uh, punished for losing Bedlam? Oh, it's going to be significant. And I think, obviously, in week two, we have a lot of these games left to play. Conference championship weekend is clearly in the Big 12, the Big 10, the Pac-12, clearly is going to have a massive impact. Clearly in the SEC, it's going to have a massive impact. Um, so we have a long way to go. But I think it's really important if you remember, for instance, TCU and K-State last year. Um, I think we know that if you lose your conference championship game, and let's say you're an undefeated Ohio State, and you lose to Michigan in the in the you know, it, it, at the big house. I don't think that means that you're done in the college football playoff. I think it makes it very difficult. Uh, but let's say that you beat Michigan and you somehow lose in the Big Ten championship game. 
I don't think that that excludes you. What's really interesting to me is just to see how all of this plays out and and how these top and really I think if you're if you're at, at this juncture a top 718 you're in great shape. You're in really good shape. Uh one note by the way, Arizona's all the way up to 21 in the college football playoff top 25. You want to talk about a program that is sprinting instead of walking. He's doing a hell of a job, dude. Jed Fish has those guys kicking ass. Noah Fafita is a great story that nobody and, and knows I'll about. And I'll give you credit, man. You've been singing his praises for a minute. I mean, it's been... I mean, you watch him just for you watch him just for a moment, and you realize how significant Noah Fafita is. Yeah. Uh, Delaric gives us a $5 tip to say, if you face Michigan and haven't changed your signs by now... Then shame on you and don't cry. They stole your signs. You have had two weeks to change your signs. You have. Yeah, and I, I disagree with that. And I think James Franklin has openly talked about that. Openly talked about it. Uh, Notre Dame down to 20. LSU down to 19th. A three-loss LSU team is 19th. Utah at 7-2, and two, 18. Oklahoma down eight spots to number 17. There and how go. about Rock Chalk Jayhawk? Seven and two, Kansas is ranked above Oklahoma at 16th in the college football uh, playoff top 25. My, my, my. So Oklahoma State's going to get a big boy. Bump. They are going to get a big boy. My guess is Oklahoma State's probably going to be, I don't want to get too lofty with it, but if you look at, at, at where they were, they were um, 22nd. Last week, they were 20, or 22nd. My guess is they're going to be, I got to believe that they're going to be close to the top 12. And indeed, oh, they are is. 15th. Yeah. Oklahoma State up seven spots to 15th. Missouri down uh, two spots to 14. Uh, Oregon State to 12 at 7-2. and two. Uh, Up four spots there. Louisville up two spots to 11. So now we're getting really interesting. Louisville's a really interesting situation, you guys. At eight and one, five and one in conference, Louisville's in a very interesting position where you and I both know they're running head on uh, in into Florida State with their one loss at Pitt. That clearly does not help them. No, but they're running headlong into into Florida State. Now they've got Miami and Kentucky on the schedule, and that game is at Miami for Louisville. I think that's very interesting. But Louisville now at 11 is in a very interesting Everything's position. Everything's in front of them. Everything's in front of them. Based on, based on how we've seen all this play out, I think you're exactly right. Everything is absolutely uh, right in front uh, of Louisville. Now the top 10. And we open up with Penn State up one spot at 8-1. and one. Penn State is now a top 10 team. In the college football playoff top 25 rankings, week two. So that just got a lot bigger for Michigan this weekend. Uh, yeah. The, now you're talking about waiting a victory. And again, what did I say about Ohio State? So now I don't see any way with, with Penn State being 10th in the country, there's no way Ohio State's not number one. There is just, there is no chance that because yeah. now you've got quality wins. Um and that quality win includes Penn State. So I think it's very, very difficult if you are uh, Ohio State, you will burn stuff if you are <laughs> if you are not number one 
right? Because you've you've got wins now over Notre Dame and Penn State. How about the SIP? Ole Miss moves up one spot to number nine. I warned you. I'm telling you that Lane Kiffin and Ole Miss are absolutely legit. Absolutely legit. And who's that one loss to? Anybody remember who Ole Miss's one loss is? Well, of course, it's Alabama. Roll Tide. And I think if you look at, you look at, hmm, I think you are in a really good spot here if you're Ole Miss. Yeah, you're improving. And here, no here's where it gets interesting. Who bumps up to number to number eight here? And Alabama stays at number eight? Wow. Alabama does not move up at all. Oh, my goodness. That tells me the top eight are unchanged. I think the top eight are unchanged. This is going to go Texas, Oregon, Washington up to number five, Florida State, Michigan, Georgia, and Ohio State. That seems that way. I cannot believe that Alabama, I don't know what Alabama is going to have to do. I, I truly do not know you what Alabama is going to have to do. Bro. How do you beat LSU? I, I have no idea. And I obviously what you're saying is that you value Texas more than you value Alabama. That's what you're telling me. And I think it is a, a crying shame that Alabama did not pass Texas when Texas struggled to win. And Alabama has wins over uh, Ole Miss uh, at Texas A&M, a ranked Tennessee team, and you throttled Mississippi. Or excuse me, LSU. And now you're telling me that Texas – because they beat Alabama, mm-hmm. is ranked ahead of Alabama. I mm-hmm. think that's ridiculous. I think that's ridiculous. But hey, it is what it is. So uh, Texas 7, Alabama 8, Old Miss up a spot to 9, Penn State up a spot to 10. Uh, so obviously they benefit um, from the demise of Oklahoma. Yeah, and I'm with you. I, I would be surprised if we have any changes here in the top yeah, this six. Is, this is going to go straight down the line. What Do you, do you guys agree in the comments section do you agree or disagree uh, on Alabama? Well, um, here's what's hard with Texas is like, I, 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 it, on one hand, I completely agree. Alabama's got the schedule. Alabama has everything they need to surpass Texas. But if you're the committee, do you penalize Texas for for having the win but not having as tough a schedule? That's well, the thing. And it is a conference win. Mm-hmm. But Alabama don't. And this is what I don't understand. And what this tells me is nobody in that room is fighting for Alabama. That's what this tells me. And it also tells me, as I said earlier, I think Texas is in the college football playoff. Just write it off. Texas is in the college football playoff. It's over. It's it's absolutely over. It, it, they're in. Um, but that's that's just my opinion. But I don't think there's anybody in that room that is fighting for Alabama. Uh, Mike Smith. Once the voters found out Ollie Gordon, they could no longer deny or uh, Oklahoma State the bump. I, I agree. I mean, how are Good you going to deny Ollie Gordon? How are you going to deny the denier himself and Mike Gundy? Ah, Come on. I mean, that that uh, I'm a man. He's so genuine and honest with everything. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oregon is number six. This is just going to go right down the line. Washington yeah. will be number five. Then I, I mean, 
I just don't know why you change anything here. Yeah, you right? wouldn't. I change, mean, there's you no reason to. You wouldn't. I mean, in if this changes, I'd be shocked. There's Washington at number five. Um, there's just no reason that you would that you would do that because, I mean, Florida State, Michigan, Georgia, and Ohio State, oh. um, you know, all told the company line here. Yeah. Un- unless, but you can't. You, you're not going to Michigan. You, yeah, you're not. Michigan's you're not doing that. There. Yeah, you're. You're. They're not. not doing it yet. You're not, and I think justifiably so. I get it, yeah. and, and I guess we can sit here and, you know, have all kinds of conjecture about it. Uh, Shoute, uh is OU still going to play in a conference championship game? Texas is going to be in. You know, I th- no, <laughs> no, I'm not going to play your game. I'm not going to. I'm not biting the hook. I'm not doing it. Uh, Florida State number four. OG Gary, uh, they're going to throw Bama at number six. Yeah, apparently not. Apparently not. Uh, Jeff Whitworth, Bama has to win the SEC and hope that Texas or Oregon both lose. I think the problem with that theory is Oregon and Washington play each other. There's Michigan at number three. Uh, Oregon and Washington play each other. Ohio State and Michigan play each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's a long way to go. Uncle Filthy says, let's go Beavers. Going to be awesome to beat Washington at home and take on the Ducks for the title. Opportunity knocks. Opportunity knocks, right? Troy Harper, happy to see the Beavers doing well. I wish the Big 12 would take them. Yeah, they got to get this court situation figured out. Uh, Cleveland Rocks, $100 donation. Wow. Uh, donation drive. Thanks, Monty, for raising money for those in need. A society is only as good as how the most uh, vulnerable in life are treated. I would agree with that 100%. I would agree. Uh, Kevin the Destroyer, way to go, Cleveland. Exactly. Uh, great job, Cleveland. Exactly. Shout out to Cleveland Rocks. Exactly. Uh, Steve Lutt, uh, if Oregon State wins against Oregon and Washington, they will be talked about in the, in the college football playoff. And there it is. Georgia's number two, so Ohio State is number one at nine and oh. Uh, Ohio State, Georgia, Michigan, Florida State, Washington, and Oregon. And so, no surprises at all. Yeah, rather uneventful college football yes. playoff ranking rollout, I would say. Uh, yeah. I, I I think that, you know, Gundy, Gundy has an opportunity, I would say. I mean, I think he got rewarded for winning Bedlam, and I think now it's just dead. Now it's just downhill. Now you got to win out and see where you go if you're Oklahoma State fan. Yeah, I think it'll be it'll be very interesting to see um, how all this plays and how, I mean, you're not going to take action if against Michigan here. I mean, that's not the job of the college football playoff. They're going to vote and rank the eligible teams, and I think they did that tonight. And I still maintain, I think... Am I wrong that there seems to be Alabama burnout? Yeah. Because how is Ole Miss at nine? Alabama's at eight. Texas is at seven. I mean, it makes no sense that Alabama is is eighth. I, I it just yeah. I don't know. I could be wrong. I absolutely could be wrong. Uh, why is why is Michigan on the list? James says, well, because they haven't been banned from the postseason. Yeah, there's no punishment currently against Michigan. They're on the list. And I think what's difficult and what you have to understand is theoretically, yes, the college football playoff committee technically could take them out of the college football playoff. They could. 
but they're not going to do that. That's not their job. That's not the task they've it's been given. It's not their function. Yeah. Uh, OG Gary, Ohio State doesn't deserve to be number one. Oh, I, I totally disagree. I think if you look at Georgia, what's Georgia's win? I mean, their, their one impressive win, in my opinion, is the Missouri win. Um, is that impressive, though? Well, number 12, Missouri. I think I, I'm a Missouri believer. Um, I'm not a disbeliever. I'm just saying when you say, hey, what's their win? Like saying that Georgia beat Missouri is not the same thing as Texas beat Alabama. No, know? but I mean, Lane Train's coming to town this weekend. Yeah. So Old Miss, Georgia, and Athens. Um, you know, I, I, I think they don't have a resume at Georgia. That's the reg- they're living the, on reputation. Yes, bro. but if you again, I just go back to Ohio State, Notre Dame at Notre Dame, and Penn State, Wisconsin at Wisconsin, Rutgers at Rutgers. Like they've won their road games. Um, I mean, they throttled a ranked Mar. Um, I believe Maryland was ranked at that point. Maryland had a lot of respect at that point. Like, I mean, you're you're looking at for the most part. They they have not been tested outside of Notre Dame and Penn State. Mm-hmm. And they won both those games. And I think those are two quality wins. And Georgia doesn't have quality wins. Michigan certainly does not have a claim to be number one. Michigan has quite literally played nobody. Yeah, I mean, I think Ohio nobody. State is the only team that's really got a claim to be number one. You full... understand that Notre Dame, or uh, excuse me, Michigan hasn't been in a game. They have not been in a close game. So you're about to play three of the best teams in your conference, Penn State, Maryland, and Ohio State. And I think you're about to be in games for the first time all season. So, I mean, that's just my opinion. That's just my opinion. But I, I think I think in this current season, Ohio State's record is far, far better and far more deserved. You look at... If I look at strength of just strength of schedule, which um, I don't think there is any doubt um, that the committee absolutely uses strength of schedule. Certainly, there there's just no question about that. Like Alabama's got the number two strength of schedule in the country, um, and LSU's got the third strength of schedule, and Alabama just beat the hell out of LSU. Um, I look at Texas at seven. Old Miss at 10. And you you go down the list like Utah at 16. I mean, you're who are we not talking about? We're not talking about Michigan or Ohio State. We're not talking about Ohio State at 37. We're not talking about Georgia because Georgia is nowhere near strength of schedule conversations. Georgia's 65th in strength of schedule. Michigan's 70th. In strength of schedule, comparatively speaking, you have Ohio State, not great, but Ohio State's at 37. I I mean, I I think Ohio State is far more qualified, far more qualified. Uh, OG Gary says Georgia should be number one. Daniel Dixon, I'm an Iowa fan, but how uh, are we ranked? That's an interesting question. I mean, if, if you look at Iowa and... I mean, what an odd year for the Iowa schools. Like, it, I mean, if you if you think about this, what an odd year for the Iowa schools. I mean, it, it, it with all the scandals and with all of the the gambling stuff, and you, know, you look at Iowa, 
with the you know the Ference stuff I, it's it's remarkable to me it is remarkable to me that Iowa finds itself still in a in a relevant conversation <laughs> like yeah it's been a crazy year I, I mean you're seven and two which is why you're ranked right your two losses are Penn State and Minnesota I mean do you have a quality win probably not. I mean, Iowa State's a good win in state rival week two. Um, and I think that game was in Ames. Like that, I mean, that's a good win. But I mean, who cares how you are, right? Yeah. Uh Joseph says I would have flipped five and four. <sighs> okay. Jeff Woodworth, Daniel, because you have the Ollie Gordon of punters. I mean, that's a very good point. Right, right. That is a that is a very good point. It's a it, it is amazing. You would have Florida State. There's credence to that because Washington beat USC. Well, and what I do you think? How how impressive? If you're Florida State at nine and zero, is Clemson an impressive win? Is Duke? Well, I mean, they were a ranked Duke team, right? But I mean, if I look at it, it, this, is the argument we've had about Florida State. Florida State is good, but is Florida State great? Florida State's had a very, very quiet run. And now you finish with Miami, directional Alabama, and at Florida. They should, they should, they should win out. I mean, there I don't believe that Louisville and Florida State are close. We'll find out. Yeah. But I think Washington, Washington's got one of the best wins in the country over Oregon. I just think Washington's got a better resume than Florida State does, hands down. I mean, I don't even think it's really all that close. Yeah, I would agree with that. I would agree with that. Um, let's see. Weiss Hackers. Jeff Woodworth, Weiss Hackers. Okay. All right. That's a good name for your fantasy football team. Uh, Force Ghost Fabio, Harbaugh strikes again. Uh, Kaufman, did they just freeze? Did who just freeze? Are we freezing up? Oh, no. Monty show freezing up again, or is it my Wi-Fi? Are we back? Somebody can, I, wow, that sucks. I think they're playing with their Wi-Fi again. We don't use Wi-Fi. We don't use Wi-Fi. Dying breed. Florida State beat LSU uh, by 21. Come on, go Knowles. Well, but that was my that was my point. If you look at that, that LSU win is in the beginning of the season. How good of a win is that? So, and how good is that? That This has been my point about Florida State. Is LSU that good of a win now that we've seen their struggles? Is Clemson that good of a win? Is Duke that good of a win? Like, I think the LSU win, it's to open the season, you drop 45 on them. It's hard to argue that win. But the biggest issue now, they were number five then, but LSU is 19th. And you're coming off of a, throttling by Alabama. That's it. That's problematic. Yeah. That's absolutely problematic. So I'm not, I'm not convinced. I am not convinced that. Yeah. You know, I don't know. I think it's a toss up. How about that? Uh, field crew, dirt, Dr. Cheese. Nice name. All this discussion of why and why nots really gets crazy. Uh, cray cray next year with 12 teams. Can you imagine? Uh, Uncle uh, Filthy, pour a buckshot on the router. Get it going. Exactly right. 
Yeah. Exactly right. That's what I'm saying. Um, We have, you guys, we are hardwired and we have zero control over our internet. It's brutal. (coughs) Dude, it's, yeah, it's rough. All right. So unchanged to the top uh, six at uh, really top seven in the college football playoff. Um, What do you want to do here? We could go to Joe Rogan's podcast. Yeah. All right. What do you guys think about Joe Rogan's podcast? Uh, Joe Rogan is coming up on a contract at Spotify. 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 First of all, do you, in the in the comment section, do you guys listen to Joe Rogan's podcast? I am an occasional listener. My, you know, once we started doing this show full time, it eats my podcast listening time. But um, I certainly look at his highlights. But Joe Rogan, would you say Joe Rogan's making fifty million dollars a year? Or something eh, it's about like fifty-seven that? million. Fifty-seven million dollars a year. Spotify is in a very difficult position in that Spotify is really trying to cut costs. They're in some financial distress. Joe Rogan's got one year left on his deal. If you are Spotify, do you renew Joe Rogan? Yeah, I mean, I think you have to. The because pro- the problem is is Joe Rogan is the the center of your revenue generation machine. And, you know, he's got, you know, I think I, I can't remember all the numbers are off the top of my head, but he's like the number one podcast, not just in like the U.S. for Spotify, but across like 92 different countries Dude, he's globally. Like 11 he's, million downloads an episode. Yeah. So, I mean, the numbers are not in dispute with Joe. And I think the hard part for Spotify is, like you said, I mean, you're trying to cut costs, but at the same time, you don't also want to cut your revenue generation. That's and right. So, so you need all these people, those 11 million people per podcast coming to the Spotify platform to get it. But ultimately, you know, do you want to continue to pay $57 million a year to Joe Rogan to do that? And so that's the trouble. And the problem also is, is that there's a lot of competition in the market for Joe Rogan because he does the numbers he does. So when you've got Elon trying to transform X and you've got all these different you know, platforms who would who would court Joe Rogan. If you're Spotify, it's a really difficult decision. And for Joe, the other thing is Joe doesn't necessarily need a Spotify at this point. His brand is so big, he could easily start a production company or something and run his podcast out of it, but also have yeah. other podcasters under his umbrella. So that's what's difficult. I don't I don't know. It really depends on where Joe himself is at on the contract and 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 what Spotify wants to do. But he, here's the other problem. And I think guys like Pat McAfee quickly figured this out. It's something we struggle with on the regular. That when you're on a limited platform like Spotify, um, or you're on a limited platform to a certain extent like YouTube, you you hit a ceiling very quickly. When you grow, you you hit a ceiling because there's a lot of people in the ad industry who who won't invest in that. And that's what Spotify is struggling with. I do not think they renew Joe Rogan. I think where the marketplace is now, Joe Rogan will wind up on a YouTube. He will wind up on a YouTube TV. He will wind up with somebody else paying him. Um, and it, it'll be interesting to see exactly how all of that plays out. And I think it's going to be very difficult for Spotify to go back and say, hey, yeah, we're going to, we, yeah, we're going to, let's do it. Let's renew them. I think it's going to be very difficult 
to renew Joe Rogan at Spotify. It's 57 million. It's hundreds of millions of dollars over a three-year period. You're probably looking at 200 million over three years with him. Yeah. And I think that is very difficult. Um, I think it's very difficult to do that. And and I I really don't know. I really don't know how you how you figure it out. Yeah, I mean, I I think for Spotify, you're you're looking at you 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 have to understand what direction you want to take with the company because when you lose, you know, let's say you decide not to re-sign Joe Rogan and you let him go. At that point, now you're having to talk about okay, we've cut costs, so we've obviously got a lot more liquidity now that we're not paying Joe fifty seven million dollars a year. So we've got a lot more money just sitting in our at our disposal. But at the same time, we've also just lost a lot of listenership, a lot of downloads. I mean, that's 11 million downloads a month that you're just not going to go out on the street and replace. So what is that next step forward? And that's why I say the solution for Spotify, in my opinion, is re-sign them. But you got you to grow the sales through the show. That's what you have to do if you're going to justify resigning them. That's the only way you can make it work. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I, I think the podcasting industry shrinks. I think anymore, and I think one of the reasons, and I'm not tooting our own horn, certainly, uh, one of the reasons that you see growth on shows like ours is because we don't do a podcast. Now, we have an audio-only version that is podcasted, but our show is a live show every single day. We're, we, we do three hours you know, six to nine every single day. Um, and I, I think it's Eastern time anyway, or five to nine, five to eight Eastern time. I can't tell time in Arizona. Um, but the point is we do three hours every single day. And I think people count on that. It's not something where you have to go and download it or, you know, you can watch it live. And if you miss it, you can watch the highlights. Like that's what people are after. And it's on their phones. I think the biggest issue for somebody like Joe Rogan is you have to, he is somebody, even though he's got 11 million viewers, how much of an audience is he not getting because he's only on Spotify? Well, that's a great question. Yeah. And I, I think that's that's a huge question. Uh, James for $5. Monty, ESPN just posted a story saying that Michigan received shared signs from other teams. That's not what they said. It's not what they said. What they said was that Michigan provided um, the NCAA with evidence that other teams shared their signs. We talked about this earlier in the show, um, that Michigan sent documents to the Big Ten and the NCAA that showed that specifically Ohio State and Rutgers gave Michigan signs uh, to... Purdue for the Big Ten championship game last year. And we even showed the uh, signboards that were redacted. These are Michigan signals. And this is from multiple sources. Like this is, this changes absolutely nothing. Yeah, it's a distraction at best. That's, that's all it is. And it's originally from the New York Times, um, who was the genesis of this. Um, Adam Rittenberg, who is a fine journalist for ESPN, um, you know, Big Ten received documents from Michigan that Michigan says show Ohio State, Rutgers, and Purdue communicated about Michigan signals in 2022. 
Doc showed Purdue, which faced UM in the Big Ten championship game, got offensive signals from Ohio State plus D signals from Rutgers. Great. Yeah. It, it is – it has zero impact on what Michigan did. And it's I, – I just continue to say it's not cheating. And I, I don't know how many different ways we need to spin this. It's not cheating to steal signs. There's not a rule in any rule book anywhere on the planet that says Ohio State and Rutgers broke rules by sharing signals with Purdue. It's not against the rules. It's not against the rules to steal signs. Unless you send people to steal signs from people you're going to play down the road. So if you send, I don't know, maybe some uh, contractors, uh, football interns, let's say. Fine stealer guy. In a hypothetical world, you have, I don't know, maybe an analyst on your football staff who coordinates a group of people and, you know, maybe buys uh, uh, tickets to games in his own name. Mm. Maybe he sends money to people on a publicly available Venmo account. Um, and those people are then in future opponent stadiums videotaping their sidelines. And then let's just get crazy and say that then that video is uploaded to a cloud file. That's illegal. And how do we know that that's what Michigan did? Because allegedly one of the people, and I say allegedly because they were anonymous, that Connor Stallions is accused of paying to go to games, went on the record and said, here's how we did it. And he even went as far as to say it was raining that day. I didn't stay for the second half. They weren't paying me enough. This is, you guys, this is not new. Yeah. This is not new and it changes nothing. And it it means nothing to the Big Ten, who our sources have told us that they're looking at a, a suspension which could be announced as early as tomorrow of up to four games. Yeah, and at that point, I For wonder... For Jim Harbaugh only. I wonder what, you know, let's say the playoff committee, how that impacts the playoff rankings. You know, a Jim Harbaugh lists Michigan team going through the fire with Penn State and Ohio State. Yeah. Let's see what happens. Yeah, I I just, yeah. I this There's so much. Hey, look over there. You're like throwing flash grenades out so that people will stop looking at Connor Stallions and the vacuums on his front porch, (laughs) right? Like you're just, it's crazy to me. It's absolutely crazy to me that people continue to, to buy into that, which I mean, bless you, my friends. Uh, If you have not already hit the, uh, please hit the like button on the show. It helps us grow. So anyway, my point is on Joe Rogan. I think this is a seismic change. Because I think Joe Rogan is coming to the realization that Pat McAfee and guys like us came to that you can't just use a podcast platform and think that you're going to maximize your income. Joe is not struggling for money, obviously. He's making 50 plus million a year just on Spotify. But I think he realizes he has to secure his future if he wants to continue to do the Joe Rogan experience. And if I'm him, I'm absolutely doing it. But why is Howard Stern not on radio anymore? Mm Mm-hmm. Because the money was not there. And he realizes that a company like Sirius XM is going to pay him significantly. And over the long haul, that's a place that Joe Rogan has to figure out. Well, and I, and I think that the Howard example is a really good one, too, because Howard went to Sirius to, to free up the content they could do as well, right? I mean, it wasn't just that there was more money available. 
it's that, hey, you can go out and do whatever you want because it's a paid subscription service. It's yes. not just publicly available. Yes. And so for Joe, well, you know, you all remember the the controversies that Joe Rogan went through during the pandemic and some of the things that were talked about on his show. And so for Joe, you know, Spotify may not even be the best home for 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 his content. I mean, I I, I could easily see, like you were saying, a world where Joe goes full free agent on it, goes on YouTube or creates his own his own production house or whatever. But it's funny. YouTube is figuring it out because they just rolled out a tool called Brand Connect where now their advertisers can go directly to creators and pay those creators directly to be brand partners with them. I, I mean, yeah. they're not stupid. Yeah. They know that Pat McAfee is, is going to ESPN and they know that they're bigger shows I think I'm not tooting our own horn, but YouTube tells us we're top 5% of all sports streams on YouTube. So they know that that's the group they have to hang on to because those are the people who bring you the largest audience. And now YouTube is rolling out this brand connect tool, whereas Spotify is in real trouble because what is Spotify? Spotify essentially is a radio company. They're, we're going to play music, we're going to have shows, and we're going to sell advertising into that. And if you look at people like, you guys probably don't know who Odyssey is, but Odyssey is a huge radio company that's trying to transition more to podcasting and they're creating video podcasts and audio stuff. And everybody knows what's coming. Everybody knows that if you're not being found on the mobile phone at, at the immediate, that you're probably not making the money you're supposed to. Um, let's see. Everybody's talking about the new Mac. Or Big Mac? Did did McDonald's put out a Big Mac? Uh, I don't know. What did I miss? Um, Jeff Woodworth, what's the new Big Oh, because OG Gary said, are y'all getting the new Mac? No, Jake's got a rocket ship already. No, nah, I got a, yeah. He's got he's got an unbelievable. Yeah, unit. I got the uh, M2 chip from last year that's uh, more than powerful enough. Yeah, and we use a studio, to, a Mac studio to run the show. So yeah, we're, uh, we're, we're yeah, Mac'd we're up. We're good. We're Mac'd up. So do you listen to any other podcasts? Like, what do you listen to? No, you know, honestly, I I listen to the shows we've already brought up. I, you know, obviously, you know, when we're building the show every day in the office. We either have Roman or Pat McAfee. And then on my commutes to and from the office, I listen to Howard. Or I listen to my own music. But it's been Howard a lot lately. Yeah, I listen to Howard Stern in the morning. I listen to Pat McAfee. Pat McAfee is my go-to sports talk guy. Um, I really like Jim Rome. Jim's been much better lately without about not having on the obscure nobody gives a shit interview. Uh that because makes it's me, garbage. Dude, it makes me crazy when yeah. I flip on a sports talk show. And it's why it's really hard for me to listen to local radio. Because you'll flip it on, they're not telling you who they're talking to. It's not a good phone connection. You're like, who are they talking to? Yeah. And why do I give a damn what this person has to say? Right. So one of the things I love about like Pat McAfee today had Aaron Rodgers, and that's what I tune into Pat McAfee for. Now, I also think he's becoming way too guest centric, like they're having on all these guests now, which is cool, but you're losing Pat McAfee because Pat McAfee, especially during football season, I need Pat McAfee, but now he's so worried about what's going to happen. It, like they're going to the Georgia game this weekend in Athens for Georgia and uh, Ole Miss. And we're getting Adam Schefter and we're getting Aaron Rodgers and we're just getting all these people and we're not getting Pat McAfee talking football. Well, and the tough thing is, is that Schefter, Rodgers, Saban, 
JJ Watt are all weekly things. They're all every single week they come on. And JJ Watt's great. Yeah. But like Darius Butler, I, I I like you I don't understand why Darius Butler's on their show. I never understood why Pac-Man Jones was on their show. Yeah, I don't know. Like I, I don't understand like and Darius Butler's in their studio for the entire three hours. I'm like, okay, well, we've got three other dudes that are on the show. Uh, we've got Pat and we've got AJ Hawk. And we've got the guys in the production room who pop on sometimes. And now we've got Darius. She got like eight guys trying to talk. It just, it, it, sometimes it makes me crazy. Yeah. Sometimes it makes me crazy. So, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't listen to Joe. I, I'm not a huge Joe Rogan consumer. I'll be honest. Yeah. I just don't have time. I don't have time, but I do love it. All right. Uh, also real quick, bros, we got to talk about this elevator situation. <laughs> So you guys often are my litmus test. So I guess the question is, is Monty an asshole? And before you roundly say yes, <laughs> here I oh, am. Yeah, don't what, are you, don't what are you talking about? Hey, don't ask Utah fan, bro, because you definitely are then. Utah, oh my God, he's an asshole. Yeah. Um <laughs> maybe it's maybe it's <laughs> maybe a new segment on the Monty show is the Monty Show asshole litmus test. <laughs> So I our studio is in an office tower. It's on the 57th floor. It's yeah. a big deal. Yeah, good yeah. luck. Yeah. Uh so we're in an office tower. Yeah. And I usually take the stairs up to our studio, but the other day, like I had just gotten a shipment from Bucked Up. Buckedup.com use the promo code Monty to save 20% off. Do it. Uh so I had just gotten a shipment from Bucked Up, right? And I was like, okay. I've got that. I've got my big ass canteen. I've yeah. got Tupperware. No, I don't use a bag because I'm an idiot. Yeah, big. Anyway, my hands were full, so I didn't want to walk up the stairs with my hands full. Oh, I had two cans of of bucked up. Yeah. I had two cans of bucked up Miami in my hands. Mm -hmm. So I was holding just like this. You know how you hold? Okay, that's not. Dude, good. do you mind throwing stuff? You know how you hold two cans? So I was holding yeah. two cans. And I had one finger around my canteen mm. and I had a box of buckshot in my other hand. And on top of the box of, box of buckshot, I had Tupperware for lunch. Yeah. My hands were full. So I hit the button on the elevator. And when I was walking in the building, you have to pull these two big doors open. You walk into a little space, pull, pull two more open. So I used the like handicap button. Mm -hmm. Door open, door open. But I noticed a guy outside like vaping and hacking and coughing. It was disgusting. <coughs> so I was like, okay, whatever. Forgot about that dude. Walked over to the elevator, hit the button. Now the elevators in our office uh, tower are really slow because it's a 300 story office tower in Dubai. Right. And so, and such and like the elevators take a long time to come down. So of course, you know, Jimmy tuberculosis walks in the door. <laughs> <laughs> and no, he's not referring to me this time. Thank you. No, this dude walks in the door and he is hacking and Fleming and you all know the guy, right? The guy who vapes and smokes and is just has that hack. So where do you think he went? Walked right at me. And I, I, I said to him, whoa, bro, are what you, you sick? What did you really say to him? I said, yo, I, I said to him, yo, bro, are you, are you sick? What's going on, dude? I like, I, I, I can't get sick. Like, and he's like, 
I'm not sick. I just smoke a lot. And then he turned, at least he turned away from me and he coughed again. The elevator went ding. Door the opens. door opened. And I was like, you can go ahead. And he lost his mind. Call, he, he's like, you're an asshole and you're trying to make me feel bad. That's and, what fucking yeah, like, takes me to fuck off. And I'm like, and, and he's, and then of course he drops a big guy on me. And, Cause he was a smaller guy, admittedly. And I am, I was much, I'm much taller than him. I don't think he was calling me fat, but maybe whatever. It doesn't matter. He called me fat. Um, and he gets in the elevator and the door closes and the son bitch is still yelling. And I don't think I did anything wrong by saying, why don't you go ahead and ride the elevator on your own, bro? Like, go ahead, you, know, you take this one. I, I said to him, go ahead. I'll take the next one. And he just lost his mind. Uh-huh. And I don't think I was at all being an asshole there. I don't want to ride in a car with somebody who's sick, like seeing all these new variants. Mm-hmm coming out from the disease we can't talk about where they're talking about how it swells your eyes and makes you, it swells your eye and makes your coronavirus. Oh my Nick fucking Saban. Like I don't want a bloodshot (laughs) eye. Right. And it, you get like it, they think it's got some variation or relation. Now this mutation with shingles. And so it gives you these painful, I'm like, dude, I'm not, I'm not here for this. So I don't think I was being an asshole. No, I, I think what you have to understand, though, is that the dude feels judged, right? Man. That, I mean, that's the thing. It's like you, 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 even though you did it politely, right? And, and I, wasn't, I, did. I, I wasn't here for this experience. He was on his own. But, but from everything you say, and, and, and I believe you, even though you said to him politely, hey, you know, why don't you go ahead? I'll, I'll take the next one. No big deal. It's all that's you. Exa- and that, that's exactly how I said it. I was like, it's cool, man. I said to him, it's cool, man. I'll take the next one. Yeah, and so he freaks out. Okay, cool, that's on him. But I think what you have to understand is that he clearly felt judged. Not not even that you judged him, even though you probably did. Like, it wasn't that you were just pouring judgment onto him, but he got defensive and and felt judged, and that's why he got upset. So in this case... What 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 do we call this segment? The 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 Monty asshole litmus test. Yes. So when we're consulting <laughs> the Monty asshole litmus test, I don't think you were being an a hole here. I think that dude felt judged, and you know he reacted how he reacted. Yeah. And, I don't feel bad about it at all. Yeah. I don't feel bad about it at all. Mike Smith says backpack mofo. Uh, I have a backpack, but like the bucked up box. It's like a dozen boxes of buckshot. It's not going to fit in a backpack. And admittedly, I what I it, it's not even a backpack. I should have had one of those cloth grocery bags. Mm-hmm. And I, I it what it, it is what it is. It doesn't mean that I should have to ride the elevator with that guy. Uh, Jeff Woodward throat punch is what Monty said. No, I did not. And, and I also think that. You know, instead of saying, hey, you go ahead and take the next one, you could have just faked like you need to go back out to the car or something, too. You know, instead of having the back and forth with them. <laughs> Mike Smith. Some lunger walks in with a wheeze and cough. Monty looks down and commences to judge him like he, the red ass he is. Hey, man, I, I'm not even, I'm not even, yeah. Uh, Lee Jensen, I had a friend that worked there and he walked into an elevator with his coworker and died because someone farted before they left the elevator. It was a couple of months ago. Worked where, Lee Jensen? What are you talking about, man? Casey Boss, uh, you were right, but sometimes not saying anything is better. You're probably right. Yeah. You're probably right. Uh, Jeff says, Monty should should have gotten the elevator, farted, and then quickly got out. I'm not crop duster guy. 
What? I'm not cropped. <laughs> Although I intentionally did that to Jake today, but it was, it was funny. I had oats for breakfast and for I had them for dinner what last night and breakfast thinking, this dude? morning. What are you thinking, bro? Not that I love oats. Like, how do you justify having it for dinner and then breakfast the I next love oats. day? And then you walk in here and stink the place up. I love oats. And she took offense. Yeah, dude. Like, come on. I love oats. That's what I'm thinking. Kevin, the destroyer switch from Destin to Galveston. I don't know what that means. I have no idea. Uh, Phoenix Master. What's up, Phoenix? Uh, how about your uh, How about your guy, Kyler Murray? Activated today. I personally wouldn't care about getting sick. It's just an, an improvement to my immune system. But I guess that's just me being a college student. Dude, I am not a college student, and I want nothing to do with being The sick. coronavirus. I try to stay way away from that. Yeah. Like, I try to stay all the way away from that. Lance, I just got my second single shot. It was worse than COVID. Oh, my God. Dude, the 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 shingle shot is a mother, dude. Like that, it left a, a bump. I'm off my arm like that. Can you measure it? And it hurt. My wife one night like leaned on it and it hurt. And it was probably 10 days before that bump went away. Sing shingles, vac vaccinations are mandatory. You got to get them. If you're 50 or older, you better have both your shingle shots. It's not pleasant. It is not pleasant. Cispro, what's up? Monty living a real life episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm. I, maybe, <laughs> but, but I, I'm not doing it. So don't even think about messing with me. I'm not doing it. I'm not. I, I, mm, I, I'm not doing it. There is not a chance in the world. Not at all. Um, at the Maverick Center. Oh, yeah. Well, we're not at the Maverick Center anymore. So. Yeah. Uh, I was referring to when Monty did that to some dude. I have done that to a dude at the Mavericks. I admittedly. What? I crop dusted an elevator. At the <laughs> <laughs> but who hasn't done that? <laughs> like, it, it, this is the bathroom, but this is the bathroom oh, etiquette thing. Yeah, it is. It is. When you're, it standing at a, when you're standing at a urinal, is it okay to be vocal out the back door? <laughs> and I would tell you, absolutely it is. <laughs> It is what it is. It is. It is the bathroom. I mean, you're allowed, even though it's awkward. It is what it is. Uh, Jeff Whitworth, shingle shot is Notre Dame, dude. Is it bad bathroom etiquette to be to be dropping the kids off at the pool and listening to videos on your phone in a public bathroom? <laughs> First of all, that's why I don't like going to a public bathroom. Okay, but dude, scrolling on TikTok while dropping a bomb. <laughs> I hate when you're in a bathroom and there's other people around. Yeah. Because then I'm like, can you guys leave so I can get this done? Because <laughs> I'm, I'm not. No, man. I am not. I am not. I am not offloading until the bathroom's empty. And we have found in our 57-story office building a particular, a particular bathroom that yes. is less frequented. Yes. Yeah. Ah, oh, Deliric, I would have said, sorry, I didn't get in small places with small. I don't. You're exactly right. That's what the I should have said. The smell alone is rough. Gumby's like, uh, one at a urinal. Yes, yes, yes. Exactly right. Yeah. Exactly right. All right. The Monty Show, as always, presented by our good friends at The Advocates, theadvocates.com, reminding you that, hey, man, if you have a dollar, five dollars, a hundred dollars, a million dollars, whatever you've got, consider helping, uh, Heroes of Hope this Thanksgiving season, please. Um, the advocates are trying to help provide, you know, a holiday for those less fortunate, especially at Thanksgiving. Just imagine not being able to provide your family with Thanksgiving of any kind. 
That's what we're battling against in this country right now. We want to help as much as possible. If you're watching this show on a mobile device, we're all in the 1%. Whatever you can do, I really appreciate it because the advocates care about our communities. Uh, Whether you're in Phoenix, whether you're in Utah, Montana, Idaho, Colorado, it doesn't matter. The advocates are working in your community and you might not even know it. Check them out online, The Advocates, theadvocates.com, the best injury attorneys in the business. Make sure you tell them you heard about it on the Monty Show. Until we crop, got, crop dust tomorrow, say goodbye, Jake. Goodbye, Jake.